self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red we're a conversation con artist back after a hiatus um for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m i s t e r underscore on point and I can be found at red underscore calamity. And today we are going to start with news. Um, but I guess we need to address the fact that we've been gone for a few weeks. <laughs> yep. It's been a month. It's Has it been a month? Damn. Yep. It's been a month. And for no other reason than life. It's just life going on around us. Clearly, the move for me, you know, is a variable. And then, um, after the move, just trying to figure out stuff over here. But uh, also, just work-related stuff. Trying to figure out how to uh, do all these groups and see clients. And they don't have daylight savings time over here. So when time change for y'all, that just mean I got to do everything an hour early from here. Yeah. So that's complicated when we are, I'm already getting up at eight o'clock to try to do the show that turns into seven o'clock. So, you know, trying to figure all of that out is uh, complicated. Yes, it's been difficult. And I've had just family stuff and, um, working and just life life fucks with you sometimes but we're back for another show um so okay oh before we get into the news so i've been like i watch the same stuff right like i watch id channel and so i was like oh let me step outside of what i normally do and watch some new shit shouldn't have did that well, I won't say that. I'll say I chose bad shit. Um, two shows on Hulu that I was like, oh, let me check these out. One is called The Handmaiden's Tale. Have you ever heard of the show? Yeah, why have you not? Have you watched it before? I started watching the first season. It's fucked up. It's a fucked up show. The whole concept of, of the show is goddamn awful. <laughs> like, but it was so bad. Watch? I kept watching it. I watched a lot of it. Like the whole first season? Probably into the second. Into the second. Um, If y'all don't know, the concept of this show is that it's set in modern day, but you wouldn't think that. What Apparently what happened is that something happened with the fertility rate of, of people. I don't know if it's just here in the United States because it seems like it's only the United States who took this extreme ass measure but because fertility rates and, and people were, weren't able to uh, carry through with pregnancies that a conservative they had like a second civil war in this conservative branch of the uh, government or a conservative branch of the country took over and basically what the fuck they did was took it back to biblical times maybe I don't even fucking know um, basically all the women lost all their rights and they were put in different groups 
any of the women that were still fertile or had good eggs were turned into handmaidens. And basically all that means is that they get raped ritually by all of the the upper class men. And it's the fucked up thing during the rape, they're lying between the legs of the wife <laughs> of these men. And so in their mind, this is biblical. Something about Ruth. If you know the Bible, then I guess that'll make sense the story of Ruth. But um it it it's awful. Like <laughs> and so basically women just it it, it uh, it's so terrible. But it's so terrible. I kept trying to see if it, something good was gonna happen. That's why I kept watching it because I was like, okay, maybe she because like there's you follow one of the handmaidens. Uh, who don't want to, you know, a lot of them, I feel like, have accepted what, what the world has become, but none of them really want to fucking do this shit. And one poor child lost her goddamn mind. They took her out because she she wouldn't conform, and then she conformed too much. I don't know. It's it's Jesus. Terrible. But I watched, like, a whole season and a half with that. Then the other show. So, or- I started watching the show, and you know, with me, I'm all about retribution. And so it's like, I'm watching this show and seeing how bad off they are. And I'm like, man, I hope they get some machine guns by the end of this thing and kill all the men or something. Like, like what really happens with this story? I watched a season and a half and nothing, like, nothing good came of it. Like, it's just, it's just a lot of awfulness that continues. Like, you know, the women don't get to keep the babies that they do have, even though they're there. But it's just fucking terrible. It doesn't get better. That's why I stopped watching it, because I was like, okay, I can't. Like, obviously, this ain't going to get better no time soon, because it's like four or five seasons on Hulu. And I was like, I'm not going to do this shit to myself. This is making me angry. I only watched it because I was hoping it would get better, and then it didn't. And then I watched this other show called Snowfall, which is supposed to be based off of crack being um introduced to the um projects in the 80s and like you know the contras and all that it's set around that so you have like two storylines you have one which is the cia guy who's helping the contras and so you have like the government side of it and then you got this kid who is dumb as fuck might i add who decided he was selling weed with his uncle. He decided he was going to start selling cocaine. He was not successful at this at all. Okay. The very, was it the first time? No, probably. No, it was the first time. Maybe it was the second time. One of the times he got his ass whooped. No, it was about the second time. The first time was successful. He, he sold a brick to this lady that owned this club. Right. And these, these, um, hood ass niggas whooped his ass and took the money that she had given him. Now he was getting the money from this crazy Middle Eastern man that he knew he had to pay back. So then he go to his friend and this is why, again, I stopped watching. He went to his friend to get him to help find somebody to like rough these niggas up to get his money back. Cause he got to pay this dude, but he didn't tell the dude he had to help him what he was trying to get back. He just said they stole some stuff from him. So they go to the house of the kid. And I say kid, they're young, they like probably 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. Oh, um, they go to the house, and of course, the dude is like, I'm not telling y'all shit. I'm not gonna like they beat his ass and beat him up, and he still won't tell them. The nigga that they went to get to help them, because they didn't know him very well, takes this man into the, his own bedroom 
and fucks the shit out of him. And of course, after the rape, you know, he told him where the money was. <laughs> because I guess getting your ass beat is one thing. Taking an ass whooping is one thing. But, you know, taking dick is a whole nother. And I'm not making light of rape. It was terrible. It's part of why I thought I couldn't do it. And then when he found out, when the dude found out where the money was and found out how much money it was, he took it. And the boy just kept trying to do this coke shit and it never worked out. He kept having all these problems and shit. So I stopped watching that too. <laughs> because, and then the dude that was helping the Contras was so naive and dumb. It just, mm, you can check it out if you like drug type, like, like Scarface type shit. But uh, again, the boy was dumb. Like every time I knew he was going to get, I'm not a dealer. I knew he was going to get his ass whooped. Like, I was aware the when when I saw them dudes peeping him get all this money and he working by himself. So he go outside of this club alone with no gun and they whoop his ass and took his money, took like 30 G's or some shit like or maybe not that much because it was the 80s. So probably about 14, 16, 14 to 16,000. That, that sound more right for the time period. But yeah. Like, I knew he was going to get his ass whooped. I knew they was going to jack him. And I'm not even a, I'm not on, even in that life. It was just a lot. So, you know, if either of those sound interesting to you, I guess check them out. I don't recommend them. <laughs> I don't recommend them. Those are popular shows. You know that, right? Snowfall? Look. I... Snowfall is a popular show. Handmaid's Tale is a popular I, show. Why both is popular it popular? Shows. Why are they popular? I don't understand. See, that's why I don't watch. You know, I'm contrary. And I don't watch shit when everybody else is watching it. Because I don't trust people's opinion of shit. And I just don't like to be part of the, the sheep in the crowd. Um, And so maybe that explains why the fuck I... And the concepts are just terrible to me. Handmaid's Tale, I would have been dead. Like, they'd have had to just kill me. I, if I had two good ovaries and I was going to be a handmaid, shoot me now. Shoot me now. I'm not fucking doing this. You're not finna rape me between your wife's legs so that you can make a baby and she can feel like it's her goddamn child. Are y'all crazy? Shoot me now. Please shoot me now. And then if you didn't have good ovaries, I would have been to help in the kitchen or some shit. No. Shoot me now. <laughs> Rather be dead. Fuck it. <laughs> goddamn. And if it ain't gonna get no better, if this is the way society is gonna be, people will try to escape to Mexico and to Canada because I think it was only the United States, which makes, I could believe it. I could believe that conservative motherfuckers, like crazy conservative, will come up with some shit like this and be like, "It's of the Bible, it's okay," and we'll fucking do it. I could see it. I could shoot me now if I can't get to Canada and get out of this. Fucking kill me now, cause I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Fuck that. Mm-mm. Y'all gonna have to kill me. Just, I'm sorry. It's a waste of ovaries, but it's just what it is. Not happening. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. But yeah, I just had to, um, <laughs> cause I don't ever watch new shows. I watch the same shit, which is why I don't ever talk about TV. Cause I don't watch. I watch ID Channel shows, and I watch King of the Hill and Rick and Morty. That's what my I watch, my TVs are. If you walk in my house at any given time, one of those three things is on the screen. <laughs> so, especially cause I got Discovery Plus now, where I can watch that shit without commercials, nigga. Done deal. ID Channel all day. So, yeah. Um, all right, <laughs> just wanted to talk about that 
and get well good they're they're popular shows so there you go my red's opinion on some popular shows that she never usually watches and this is probably why i don't fucking usually do it because what the fuck for for, to both of those shows (laughs) and i want finna watch i want finna you know i don't watch black black shows especially black drug dealer shows so snowfall was never finna be what i watch i ain't never seen no episode of empire i ain't seen no episode of power like I'm sure they're good as far as writing goes and whatnot, but not my stuff. Normally I wouldn't, but I was interested because it was coming from the perspective of the crack epidemic and them, you know, flooding the hood with it. And so I wanted to see how they were going to go about it from that point of view. So that's why I watched it. Uh, But that kid, he, I just, I'm in my house yelling at the screen like, you so fucking dumb. Stop selling Coke. You're not a Coke salesman. You can't do this. You don't have the common sense to do it, bruh. Go back to selling weed with your uncle. Because you finna die. You just keep doing dumb shit. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. It's painful to watch. <laughs> you, This ain't the life for you. <laughs> Listen, Not next time you want a TV show to watch, call me. Okay? <laughs> don't just choose some random shit. Well, I wanted to just... I was just... When I'm in an ex- experimental mood with TV, I got to jump on it because it didn't last long so and now i'm back to id channel so <laughs> back to back to the original uh scheduled program but um but yeah um i, I guess because uh, colin usually asks this what are you playing before we get into this news have you played anything new nope apex legends uh it's been two weeks um I downloaded DayZ because they just put that on the Game Pass, which is basically a zombie mm. apocalypse survival game, which is uh, the game that PUBG was ported from. So basically somebody took a blank copy of DayZ and turned it into PUBG and it became its own thing. A new, new company took it and developed it. But it's like a very intense zombie survival game that my friends and started playing and i don't think i really want to get into something that intense like if you cut yourself and you don't have bandages you can take off your shirt and you can wrap yourself up with your shirt take as shirt a bandage but right if you take your shirt off and it start raining you can get sick oh and if you get sick around people that you're playing with they can get sick if they're too oh. close to you you gotta go get food it's just like like zombie sims i guess i don't know <laughs> Hell, I don't want to play it, but I might look into that. What you playing? Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I started, so I had a Nintendo Switch Lite. I traded it in and got the regular Switch. Yes, on point, don't fucking, I know, I know, I know. Shut up. (laughs) I told her to do that at the very, very beginning, y'all, but you know what? Red being red, want to do whatever the hell she want to do, even though it's not in her best interest. I know what's in your best interest. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Most of the time. Well, we, I arrived here, right, right? I took the long way around, but I'm here. <laughs> so, I also got Mario Party because I can play that on the regular Switch. Um, and I've been playing Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey is fucking cool. Like, I like the concept of it. Um, it's weird because bowser is like trying to make peach marry him and so basically he go he going to these different worlds stealing shit he need from they for their wedding so like he's still a dress from one world 
He's still a cake from one world. He's still flowers from one world. He's still like a tiara from like the different shit he needs <laughs> to engage in this forced marriage with Peach. And so you supposed to be trying to go and stop it and save her, of course, which I get tired of trying to save Peach, to be honest. But I really do like Mario games, though. That overrides that for me. But I really get fucking tired of Peach ass. Like, how many times can you get taken by the same motherfucker? Like, it's been years, Peach. Come on, man. Get some better security. You're a princess. The fuck? How does he keep getting you? <laughs> I don't understand. But... Yeah, so that I've been playing most of the stuff that I've been playing has been on the Switch. Um, Zelda's fucking cool. Um, it, you know what? And I'm not usually a person that likes those games where you have to like, what are they called? Where you like hunt around for stuff and gather things. Um, I'm just, I don't know. They have I don't a know genre. Yeah, but you know, um, I mean, RPGs is what you, you do that shit with the most RPGs. Not like to like you have to get ingredients for uh, recipes for like dishes to help him get through different environments. Like you can cook shit to help you stay because like there's cold environments and hot environments and he got to stay warm or cool and no. So like, uh, it's it's an interesting game. I've probably been playing that more than anything else just because I I get it's an open world which fucks me up because I'll be like headed to a main um, quest and then I'll get distracted by a side quest <laughs> and so then four hours then pass and i've been playing fucking zelda so um yeah better um okay so this news i'm gonna start off hold on i was gonna say that i saw a tiktok that uh asked the question what's the useless thing you've done in a video game and this one woman was like i completed all of the horse quests in zelda <laughs> i think it was breath of the wild one that she did horse yeah, apparently the horse, there's this just a whole bunch of missions and quests you can do that's related to your horse that give you different horses, different color horses, different saddles. I ain't even seen that. And it was one quest she did. She said she put so many hours into just so when she opened her door, it oh, the door opened and then a light in the back. It's like, I guess it's like a, a display of, of swords or something. <laughs> They all light up. <laughs> it's like one yellow, one red, one green. And it's like she had to do a whole quest just to get it to do that. <laughs> and so she said she spent over 100, 100 hours just doing the horse quest. That? Now I don't. <laughs> like, honestly, when I, when I, uh, the reason I'm doing the side quest is I see them because I know when I finish the main quest, I'm probably going to be done with the game. Like, because that's usually what happens, even with something that has, well, no, because Phoenix. Immortals Phoenix Rising, I did all of them side quests. So maybe not. I guess it depends on the mood I'm in when I beat the final main quest. We'll see. I don't know. All um, right. What you got? News. Megan and Harry. I don't even really want to talk about them because we know that the royal fan. I mean, that is steeped in racism. <laughs> so, like, that shit wasn't surprising. I don't know why everybody was like, <gasps> They cared about what color Archie was going to be. I kind of wish Archie had came out. Like, he, first of all, he's 75% white. So, like, the odds of him coming out dark was very low anyway. But I kind of wish he had just to fuck with them. Like, darker than both Harry and Megan. Just, just to fuck with them. Um, But what I want to talk about is Piers Morgan, bitch ass. Because Piers Morgan has been going at Megan ever since 
she started dating Harry. And now I know why. Because apparently the night that Megan met uh, Harry at a party, before she went to that party, she was on a date with Piers Morgan. And she went to that party and got with Harry and been with Harry ever since. And Piers is fucking bitter as fuck. Like, men talk about women being bitter. This is the most bitter shit I've ever seen. And so ever since then, all his news coverage of her has been negative. His coverage of this um, interview that they did with Oprah, he was going in on her. And the reason he been going in on her for this long and this hard is because he mad. There is an interview he did, and I can't remember who the interview was with, but where he told the, st- the story. And he was, he was mad as fuck. He was so salty because he liked her. He had a good time with her. He put, he said he put her in a cab to go to a party. And at that party, she met Prince Harry and that ended up with him instead of Piers. Piers, you being a bitch, right? So, like, it's probably for the best she didn't wind up with you if this is how you act when you can't have something. And just, like, just men and, like, men like that in general that do that shit, like, get over it. She cannot like you. It's okay. Rejection happens. Like, that shit is a regular thing, bruh. Like, you can't, that's not, what, Piers? Then, because he got called out on his show, this nigga get up and walk the fuck off. <laughs> walk off live air. Because <laughs> he was mad because people was calling him out for being a bitch. Now you don't have a job, Piers. Like, sit down, dude. Like, she didn't marry this man. Daddy had a baby. She pregnant with his second child. Let it go, Piers. Just find somebody else. Or maybe you can't. And probably the reason that you can't is because you, this is your personality. This is who you are. And who the fuck want to deal with that, Piers? Piers, come on, man. Like, I just... I, I, I've been rejected. I have. I have liked somebody that did not like me back. And that shit don't feel good. But at no point was I like, I'm going to follow them for the whole rest of their life. And shit on everything they do from now on. Because how dare they didn't like me. Like, get over yourself. You're a jackass, Piers. Like, this, what you're doing now shows that she made the right decision. Harry left the fucking royal family to be with her, Piers. Would you have done that? I think she made the right decision. This nigga standing by her against a whole lot of shit. You know how difficult it probably was for him to walk? That's his family. We look at it like the royal family. That's just his family. That's his grandma and his daddy and his decrepit grandpa who is still alive. Prince. He just never gonna die, is he? They he got like him alive with uh, artificial parts or something. He looked like a raisin, and he's still out here kicking. But yeah, that I, you know, again, I, it's sad about the racism shit, but it ain't surprise. That part didn't surprise me. It was like, yeah, that makes sense. But like, Piers Morgan and that shit pissed me off. I was just like, dude, she ain't gotta like you. People don't have to like you. Like, it's probably going to be a whole lot. It's a lot of people like right now <laughs> because of this bullshit that probably don't like you now. Like, it's it's okay. You still living. Uh, you making less money because you don't got your show because you were stupid. But, you know, you good. You better off than I am. Like, you all right. You all right, Pierce. Just let it go. L-I-G it. Let them live their life. You didn't get the girl. It's okay. 
the the most confusing part about this story to me is why Meghan Markle would even go out with the British <laughs> equivalent to a tub of <laughs> cottage cheese. I, I have mean, no idea. It could have been a blind him? date. It could have been. Who knows? I don't know. She ain't go back out with him no more. That was it. <laughs> First and last. But then the level of entitlement to you liking a, a woman and being this angry about it that you publicly just shame and talk shit about her every chance you get because of that. <laughs> one date. Y'all weren't dating. Okay. You went on one date and she decided, no. No, Pierce ain't for me. She met Harry and went that route, and that's fine. Y'all went on. Could you imagine if they had went on multiple dates? He probably would have had her killed. Like the level of upset that he is behind going on one date with somebody, and them ch- deciding to be with somebody, and what nobody have even known. That's the thing. So don't tell me he's embarrassed. He embarrassed himself because who the fuck knew they went on a date? Nobody till you start running your trap, Pierce. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Megan one and Megan don't never say shit about him. She don't talk about it. She ain't bring it up. None of that shit. Pierce is the only person that's yapping about this. We wouldn't have even known that that even happened. We just knew she met Harry at some point and they started kicking it and they liked each other. That's all the world knew. And here come Pierce running that fat mouth, <laughs> letting the world know like, well, I went out with her and she didn't like me. Pierce. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Why are you even telling us this? Nobody needed to know that. Now you mad? <laughs> you should have hushed. Just hush. Jesus. But yeah, that that's all I wanted to say about that. Because everybody was talking about the royal family and shit. It's like y'all surprised by that. Like, nah, I want to talk about Pierce and this bitch assness that he has been doing. Like, people cannot like you. You are not entitled because you go out with somebody for them to return any kind of anything. We may go out and we I might not like you. You might have liked me, but maybe I didn't like you, and it's okay. You're a grown-ass man. It's fine. Just go get somebody else. It's all right. Because at this point, it's just, it's sad. <laughs> it's just, it's beyond sad at this point, Pierce. You done lost a job behind this shit. Because you you going to stand in your wrongness. Double down in your wrongness. Alright. It's crazy to be on that kind of platform and throw a temper tantrum like that. <laughs> Just got up and stormed off. Like, nope. Not going to talk about this. You love mm-hmm. talking about Megan. That's all you talk about. Oh, but you don't like how they when they talking about you. Okay. Alright. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. I just, I had to get that off my chest because that shit made me. So when I saw that video of him talking about that date, like, nigga, are you serious? (laughs) You went out with her once for drinks. It was even like a short thing. Y'all went out for some drinks and she left you to go to a party. Had the date been good, she wouldn't even went to that goddamn party, Pierce. So obviously you were lacking in some kind of way, bruh, because she left you to go to a party. And she happened to meet motherfucking Prince Harry. Sorry. The dice didn't roll in your favor that night. <laughs> Just didn't. It's terrible. Again, yeah. I think the royal family is like, uh, we all know it's racism. One drop rule in, in effect. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 
Harry might not have even given a fuck, to be honest. I mean, this man done grew up with the, his whole life listening to theories about them killing his mama because she yeah. was a little bit too out there. So, I mean, it's one thing when you're the prince, you know, that's going to take the helm at some point, you know, where you got the same mama and the same issues, but they put you on a pedestal, but then you the other son where they already look down on you, they already treat you crazy, and... Um, and then you marry somebody who you see them start doing the same shit that he probably seen when he was a little boy with his mama, at yeah. least to some degree. And he's like, look, they are willing to kill to maintain this system. So we need to get the fuck out of here. You know, so, I mean, it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if he was legitimately scared that some bullshit would happen. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because, you know, even with him, they're they're were questions about his uh, paternity because you know he don't look like them with which is dumb because he looks like his grandfather had I mean you know you can't tell now because again he looked like a raisin his grandfather had red hair but like there was like this whole fucking thing um, because he don't look like William he don't look like Charles and so you know he he's just been through a lot as it pertains to like the media and the press and them looking at defense. So yeah, I mean, kudos to him again. The fact that he put his family above all that shit and said, "Nah, not again." Like my dad didn't protect my mom. I'm gonna protect my wife though. Like good for Harry. Harry is a stand-up guy in my book. I mean, I much prefer him over William, and I think that genetics prefer him over William too because William's po just. I mean, listen, Harry got a bald spot in the back, but he got more hair than his brother. He ain't out here looking like William looked bad. His hair just said, fuck you, nigga. Early. Mm. Early. He was young when that shit happened. <laughs> it's like, no. Nah, it is what it is. You ain't finna keep this hair. <laughs> but yeah. That's all I had for that story. So, I'm gonna talk about uh this Kirk Franklin situation. I'm going to have a different opinion on, from you than this, I think. Really? I think so. <laughs> we'll see. Weird. I know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, but I feel so, it in my bones. <laughs> so, at this point, we all know what happened. You know, clearly we're covering stories that we would like to have talked about in the last weeks that we hadn't really got a chance to get to. Not too far behind, but, you know, close enough. So, what happened was Kirk Franklin's son... Uh, which is 33-year-old, um, captured his daddy on audio, just cussing him out, talking bad to him. I mean, saying shit like, I'll break your neck, nigga, and, you know, just, you know, clearly he amped him up. Whatever he said before that that made him feel that way, you know, to respond that way, it showed up. And I guess then the conversation turned into... From Christianity, Kirk Franklin, you know, everybody can be forgiven. Uh, and, you know, all these fathers, Ricky Smiley and Steve Harvey and all of them, it's like, you know, that boy don't know his place, you know. And um, I don't know. I guess I was just going to see where you stand on that. Well, I have a brother who would do some fuck shit like this. And so my perspective is on being in a family with a nigga like this. That's a whole adult that do bitch ass shit. And so for me, 
Because see, my mom took the she takes the opposite. Like she don't do what Kirk do, what Kirk did. Like she he ain't never got her to that point. I guess maybe he could, but I want to do what Kirk did to my brother. Like, and it's gonna happen one of these days. Fucking cuss his ass out. But I just there are kids, grown kids, because that that's the key for me. He's a whole goddamn adult out here being a bitch. My brother would do some shit like this. And I wouldn't feel bad. I, I want my mama to cuss him out. Because at this point in, in what has happened and what has gone on, like, he don't deserve the respect to me. He just don't. He been disrespectful as a motherfucker to my mom for years now. And he would do this. He would do this and be like, oh, I'm the victim and try to, like, paint my mom. He would do this shit that Kirk Franklin's son did. And so because I got a family member who act like this, I see it from the perspective of a child who just continuously does disruptions. And I know that that can be for no goddamn reason at all, because my brother has no reason. If you ask him 10 years ago why he behaves this way and ask him now, his answer is different because he don't even fucking know himself. So for me, I we don't know. I we don't know what that relationship has been like and we don't know what he said beforehand. And so I get it. I get the frustration. I get cussing out your fucking child at like I don't know how my mom don't do it. To be honest with you, like the fuck shit my brother has pulled and done and said, it surprises me that she hadn't cussed him out. And she hadn't threatened his life. <laughs> so like I get it. Because I, I'm in a family with a similar situation. Um, and I don't know the background on their family situation. Me, but you can't say you're similar. Well, his behavior is similar to what my brother would do. I can say that. In this one instance, which is the only one we know of, versus your brother having a longstanding pattern of doing this consistently. I highly doubt this is the first time that his son, like they have a, th- so they have a therapist because apparently Kurt called the therapist at some point during this, their family therapist. Like this has been an ongoing thing with this son. Now what it's about or what precipitated it, I don't know, but this was not a first time thing. Like he'd been fucking up. Um, so for me, I just know I don't kids. We love to give kids the benefit of a doubt and I always feel like parents are supposed to, you know, we we put them and, and, and they are parents, and that's true. But your kids be fucking up sometimes, and I just know that that can happen. So like for me, I wasn't hard on Kirk about this because I've seen a child do some fuck shit for no reason. Like not because they were mistreated, not because they were abused, not because they were like none of that shit. Just because they a fuck ass nigga. <laughs> So that's why my opinion is different because I, you know, I've experienced this. I've seen it. So I just. Well, what different is uh, subjective, I guess. I don't really have a solid perspective on this. I just have like pathways of perspective, I guess, if I don't say. Um, if Kurt Franklin has been a toxic father for most of this boy's life, if, as is reported by some things that I've read, that um, he was kind of disowned or left alone because he didn't want to follow in his father's footsteps with faith, and hence it impacted his, you know, uh, 
um, how close his father felt to him, possibly even financially, you know, because I think Kurt Franklin may have a different family from this boy to mm-hmm. now. Is that the know. case? I don't. I thought oh. his um, I thought him and his wife. I thought all the kids were him and his wife. His wife, not plural. <laughs> he only has one wife, as far as I know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look into it that much. But uh, I guess him and his wife got a thirty-three-year-old kid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, then I guess that what I read must have referenced him being estranged from the family. Yeah, he has and, been estranged from the family, but so is my brother. Uh, but if if indeed Kurt Franklin has been the toxic parent that has created this dynamic for his child, and he's talked to him like this for a long time, Frank, Kurt, Kurt Franklin got some, some responsibility to bear. You know, if this was a one-off where Kurt Franklin has been a loving father and tried the best that he could with his son and his son is crazy, and this was that one moment he caught him slipping, you know, then, yeah, the son is wilding. We don't know enough information, like, to make those assumptions about it. Um, But, like, I hate that these always turn into a conversation about how it's all right to body slam your kids and shit. You know, motherfuckers get to talking about how, oh, he just needed some discipline. You know, boys who do stuff like this just need to be, you know, disciplined more. And that's what that shit turned into. That's what uh, Steve Harvey talking shit like that. They you both know. had a kid. When they got married, they both had a kid from a, another marriage. Okay, so. Or not another marriage, just a, a relationship. So this is so this one of them things where it's like, he probably looking at Kurt Franklin's new family being treated a certain type of way. And he feel a certain type of way about it. Um, but then we don't even know what the therapy for them look like. Just because they got a therapist don't mean nothing. You already it, know. I we do, already- but we also know just the the what the statistics are of them even having the therapist. The fact that they even have a therapist and try are trying to resolve this in any kind of way. That's out of the the usual because normally people don't do that. Especially now with no grown kids. So the fact that they're attempting to do this, like, I, yeah, you don't know how therapy is going, but the fact that they've sought therapy in and of itself says something to me. But my history with therapy would say that the black father is probably the one that's most likely tripping in therapy versus the child. Yeah, but black father, how often do you have black fathers in therapy? Like that's what I'm saying. Like he he didn't have he could have just been like fuck it and not had not not engaged in this at all. Like, <laughs> but so, we both know, what I'm saying is when those black fathers do come to therapists, they don't engage. <laughs> you know, they didn't have to engage outside of therapy, but they come to therapy and then still don't engage because they never wanted to come to it. And what they mostly be wanting is for the they kids to just listen to them and not be disrespectful. You know, like they don't really come there with the idea of we got to balance out our relationship by me changing a lot of shit, too. You know, because if you took I feel like if you took Steve Harvey to a show his to a therapist with his kids, I don't feel like he would believe he need to change. If you took Ricky Smiley to counseling with his kids, I don't feel like he would believe he got change. like it's a lot of black men out here who just don't believe that they supposed to have to change as parents. Because the kids are the ones that's supposed to have learned from them and adhere to whatever they see. But that don't mean Kirk is one of them. 
That don't mean your son is like your brother. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm just saying like. Yeah, but if you're, so you're giving leniency to the son and assuming Kurt could be in the wrong. I'm giving leniency to Kurt and assuming that the son, it's, I mean, it's because neither of us know. So you still have chosen a side. You just didn't choose the side I chose. I ain't choose a side. I said that we don't know enough information. And what matters is whether Kurt Franklin been a dickhole his whole life or the son been a dickhole his whole life. I don't know. I'm just saying that ain't nobody really came out and said Kirk Franklin might be a dick. Everybody done came out and said, oh, Christians make mistakes. And fathers came out and said, these children need to be in their place. But ain't nobody came out and said, what if Kirk Franklin fucking up? You know, what if Kirk Franklin really did noticeably estrange his son from the family because he ain't taking his footsteps? What if he did noticeably throw his success in his kid's face? What if he noticeably let his child suffer? And what if this child been watching everybody praise Kirk Franklin for the man he is? And at this point, he was like, I can't take it no more. Like, this nigga is not Jesus walking like everybody treat him. He do this kind of stuff to me. That's what or I'm he decided that because everybody has a high opinion of Kirk Franklin, that I'm going to release this <laughs> to fuck up his image. Purposely. Listen, I'm not saying angry. I'm not saying that's not. I'm saying you another person who haven't considered that Kurt Franklin may have been fucking up. No, listen, I have parents. (laughs) I know, you know, I know black fathers fuck up a lot. So, I mean, it's not that I'm not aware that that could be the case. But again, I just when I look at this or and like I said, I'm being in therapy. My dad would never. I, he would die before we could get that nigga to go to some therapy. It would never happen. Wouldn't happen. Even if it was for him to feel like somebody was going to say that he was right, he don't feel like he's done anything wrong ever in his life. And he would not engage in it. So maybe because just, you know, I'm giving Kurt some leniency because he is will. And he, the son apparently has been in and out of therapy for like the last 20 years. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, nobody knows. And the fact that you you start the recording right when he cussing you out. You ain't put none of the beginning of what happened prior to. Because that would have been a simple thing, right? If his dad really was just tripping and he just cussed him out for no reason, he could have put much more of that conversation, recorded a lot more of that conversation. And we still would have seen that his daddy was a dickhead if he was being a dickhead. The fact that you start the recording when he's addressing you because of something that you've said and you don't have shit that you've said in the recording, that also looks suspicious to me because you could have included it all. If you just was trying to talk to him and he was just cussing you out for no reason at all, that would have been more. Um, I feel like that would have been more show or what's the word? It would have had more of an impact. Had the whole conversation and like in the whole conversation, you just trying to talk to your dad, and he cussing you out. That would have had more impact than you just putting this snippet of him cussing you out, and we don't know what else happened. Well, I think that would have had more impact if it were uh, just a regular motherfucker. But like this, his son was not trying to expose. Um, he wasn't trying to expose. Kurt Franklin as a father, he was trying to expose Kurt Franklin as a Christian, which it still did what it was supposed to do. It would have in still that regard. 
Yeah, it would have still done it if he released the whole the whole conversation. What I'm saying is that wasn't his objective. Like he ain't mad. I mean, he mad at Kurt Franklin, his daddy, but like I'm sure he know it ain't nothing he can do to make Kurt Franklin, his daddy, mad. You know, but he can make Kurt Franklin, the Christian, look like some kind of hypocrite and make all of these non-Christians look at Kurt Franklin with that gotcha moment where it's like, oh, see, that's them Christians. They be trying to tell us to be this way and that way and this way. And look at them, how they be cussing out and talking and blah, 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 blah. That was, this is what that was about. So, like, this but gets I'm into I'm still that. saying, like, it still would have had that same impact had he released the whole thing. That still would have happened. It still would have been like, oh, you a Christian. He trying to have a conversation with you and you just cussing and, and this ain't what, that's not godly. It still would have had the same impact. That If that was what he was going for, he would have still got that had he released what he said, too. It wouldn't have changed that. It wouldn't have made people be any less feel like, oh, that's not a Christian-like thing to do. He would have got the same result if he had done that. But he didn't. He only released what his daddy said. <laughs> so not what he said or what the conversation was even about or what was said prior to that. None of that. Only that little snippet of what Kurt said. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm reading a root article that says that his his mama said that you weren't abandoned. You were not abandoned, as if I guess he's portraying his life having been in terms of being abandoned. Yeah, because you know, that's what he's saying. But his mama said he wasn't. That's what she said. I mean, and but they ain't even together no more. But that his mama's not his wife. But you and I both know that, like, it's not about what other people believe. It's about what your experience was with the situation. Like, <laughs> that's not, that's just how trauma work. Like, but, one person I mean, may not see it in case, that way. If that's his experience, that still does not make Kurt Franklin a dickhead or a bad father because that was how he experienced it. So that still doesn't, I mean, that still doesn't, even if that's the way that he experienced it, it doesn't mean that Kurt deserve all of this because he was a bad dad. Listen, I mean, I still don't support no parent talking to their kid like that. I really don't really give a fuck what the kid said or did. Shit. I don't. Like, <laughs> it's just stupid. Like, I got a, so I got a cousin. <laughs> I got a cousin who got her kids removed from her, and my other cousin took the kids. One of the kids, the youngest one, the one who just learning how to talk and stuff. And, um, <laughs> she kept telling she she like really aggressive, but she's gentle. Like she wouldn't do none of the shit she ever say. And she said, oh, what she be saying? She said, she be saying, um, boy, I'm gonna knock your head off. That's what she she keeps saying that shit all the a time. A child is different than a 33-year-old man. Listen, a 33-year-old man that came from the same person that would say this shit, you just think that this just started at 33? If Kurt Franklin got the capacity to say this shit now, he always not had the capacity to say it. It don't mean he did. Like, I feel like my mom at one point, at some point, is going to snap on my brother. And I can tell you for a fact that up until this point, she got the capacity because I didn't heard her cuss my dad out. But she ain't never cussed him out. But if he recorded it, it would make it seem like she's just been cussing him out his whole life. And she hasn't been, though she probably should have been because of the way he's fucking acting. Like... It's different. I don't. I. I don't. Obviously, I well, don't let me, let me cussing out little children or let or teenagers or people in your home. But like a grown child that's fucking up. Or let me finish my story. Okay. Um, 
she'd be like, I'm going to knock your head off. And I tell her, you need to stop saying that to him because at some point you got to do the shit. Like, you got to do it at some point or or he going to realize you bullshit. You ain't never going to knock my head off. And then one day he came into the room and said, <laughs> her name Broom. He said, Broom, I want to, I want to knock, I want you to knock my head off. <laughs> I'm like, see, that's where that shit start going wrong and start going south. You well, know what I'm saying? You don't understand what knock your head off mean, do it? Exactly. He don't know what the fuck it mean. That's he just been hearing that shit. Yeah. He's you know. Oh, uh, but like. Everybody keeps saying that he's a 33-year-old grown man as he if he is. wasn't a child with that same father at some point. But that doesn't mean that, so you so because Kurt Franklin cussing him out now, you feel like he's been cussing him out like this his whole life. No, I don't think he has been cursing him out like this his whole life. What I'm saying is uh in this context, I don't think no parent should talk to their children like this. At any given point. Like, he said, I'll break your neck, nigga. Really? I will go to his house. Like, if my daddy told me that shit, I'll fly to North Carolina right now, go stand in his door, and put my fucking neck to the side and say, break it. You I ain't will, gonna do I, nothing that would make your dad ever say that to you, though. But, but, would a father that would say that to their child break their neck? Then why five, would you five? So what I'm saying is because he was angry because he said it in anger and people say shit in anger, not because he actually gonna go find. If he wanted to break his son's neck, I'm sure he'd have had plenty of opportunity to break this nigga. So okay for him to say that in anger to a 33 year old child, yes. You would tell you would tell uh, clients that you had that had this same kind of dynamic that it's okay for his father to tell him son in anger. I wouldn't tell him <laughs> that it was okay that his for his for we would address whatever issues he was having because it isn't about his dad, it's about him. So I wouldn't even address that. So, but you outside of therapy is saying that if a parent get mad enough, it's okay to threaten violence on your child. On a thirty-three-year-old child who we don't even know what the fuck he said prior to, yes. Because all for all we know, he could have. Who knows what he said that instigated him saying that? Like I said, we don't have context for when this, how this was said. I do think that there are things that somebody could say to me that I would lose my shit in the moment. I do that all the time. I have to go back and apologize because I say some shit because I was upset. Like a grown child doing it, I just I don't feel the same way. If if this child was seventeen, if he was still a minor in his dad's home and he did this, I would feel completely different. A grown-ass person, 33 years old, who continues, obviously, to keep agitating his family and doing this shit. No, I don't feel bad for him. And no, I don't feel like, oh my God, I can't believe Kurt said that to his son. No, I don't. See, to me, that, that gets into that parental entitlement shit. Because it's not okay to say that to your co-worker and that's 33 years old. Who, who disrespected you at work is not okay to say that to some random nigga outside that disrespect you because you're inviting violence. This shit just speaks to me to say as a parent that get mad and threaten these things on you, even though you would never do this to nobody else in the environment, you could do it to your children. It, even if they 33 years old and it's supposed to be accepted by everybody. And that's the problem. Like everybody done accepted Kurt Franklin saying this to his child. So what kind of message is this going to send to all of these fathers and parents out here? Oh, it's just gonna be okay, and kids supposed to accept it. Nobody's supposed to accept that shit. So your kid, so the child is the one that's free to do whatever the fuck it is that they want to do, and regardless of what it is, that's fine because they're they're a child. 
So that the the person who can do whatever and it shouldn't matter is the child, not the parent. Because that's what that becomes. Then the child can just say, do whatever. Doesn't matter because they the child. You can't say or do anything back to me because I'm the child. Regardless of what I say or what I do. Then it becomes that because they the kid. So they get a pass on everything that they do. No, I'm not saying they get a pass. You know, what could what the result of it could be that you don't speak to your son for however long that your son don't need to be spoken to. You remove yourself from the situation. You do some breathing techniques. All the shit I work with my clients who get angry and spew shit that they would spew when they got mad. You know, at a certain point, you can't be the person that tells your child that you gathered and you know the best for them and you know everything, but then when a moment like this show up, you fuck up that whole situation and scenario. You can't be the same person. At some point, you can't be the same person who's been you, raising your child in that way, and then you get to blow up like this. I don't think you have to be faultless as a parent or flawless and always get it right. I just don't believe that. I do think that you can have moments where your kids say some fuck shit and you say some fuck shit back in a human flawed moment. I just don't think that as a parent, you got to get it right all the time. And I don't think that if you don't, then that means that you're not a good parent. I just don't believe that. Because I know if I ever have a kid, I'm going to fuck up. I am. <laughs> it's going to happen. Even with me being a therapist, even with me knowing all of the things that I should do in a moment, especially, again, we don't even know what he said. And I have wanted to let my brother have it for, I, for some shit that he said about and to my mom. And he ain't even my kid. That's my brother. And I've been I've been wanting to drag his ass because of it. So like I can't imagine if a child that I've given everything to and supported and done everything that I could do said some crazy shit. I don't know how I, resp- I will respond. I'm not gonna sit up here and say I'm gonna do breathing exercises and walk off and let them say that and it be just fine. Like I'm not gonna say that because I don't, I don't know, know that man. that's true. It's probably know. not gonna be that way. <laughs> to be You're honest. Insane. Give them the same energy. Either allow your child to talk to you like a man on the street or a co-worker would talk back to you if you say some shit like that and stop saying that it's a child or let it be a child and you fucking have some kind of uh, control as a parent. Because this get to the second part of it. All these same people that I'm talking about saying that Kurt Franklin should not have apologized. Okay, you're a parent, you fuck up, apologize. I'm not even talking about Kurt Franklin at this point. I'm talking about the culture surrounded um, by Kurt Franklin that's making it sound like what he did was okay because his child did whatever. I don't think he should have apologized because of... I don't think he should have apologized for him cursing because he a Christian. That's And I don't know if that's why people are saying he shouldn't have apologized, but... I don't, that whole putting them on a pedestal because he's seen gospel music and he talk about Jesus, he is still flawed. So like him cussing and shit is whatever to me. I don't think he should have had to apologize for that. Now, as far as the specifics of his interactions with his son, I guess that would be different. But like him apologize, because what he apologized for was not for cussing his son out, was for cussing in general and not, you know, not exhibiting what he should exhibit as a whatever, whatever that he is. Like, I don't think he should have apologized for that because he shouldn't be up on the pedestal that he on anyway. He is a human. All of these pastors and shit, people be putting it. And this is why when they do fuck shit, y'all get so upset and y'all be all, it's because you put them on pedestal. These are still humans. 
Like, even if you believe in God and you believe that this person is called to spread the good news or whatever the case may be, that is still a human. That ain't Jesus. <laughs> How you going to expect perfection out of him? He going to make mistakes. He going to do that. So I don't think he should have apologized for it not being like Christian. Like, like Christians ain't Christian. Like, they just they just like to talk. I guess it's no secret when um I guess it's no secret when uh a lot of black men, black men specifically cuz that's who I talk about, don't believe their children should be their equal. I just don't like that shit. I just don't like it. Yeah, your you... child going to be huh? What would you say? Nothing. Oh. Um, because that mentality leads you to treating your child as less than. And I've just seen it in a whole bunch of different families that I work with. It just don't look right. You, in my, from my perspective, you're supposed to work and work with your children to being an equal eventually. Or something as close enough to an equal as you can possibly get. Because what a lot of these parents do is they maintain that gap between inequality for their whole life. They always treat this their child like this person a thing that should be seen and not be heard. And a person who ain't supposed to voice their opinions and their thoughts. And a person that ain't supposed to dissent from whatever, whatever their parents are. That don't accept that they have a different way of thinking. I don't like that. And again, I am harder on parents than I am on kids. Just period. When it comes to younger people. Um, but there is still supposed to be a particular type of relationship maintained between a father and a son. And if son is the dick, then fuck him. If Kurt Franklin is the dick, then fuck him. You know, but I'm saying this because nobody has been willing to say what if Kurt Franklin was the dick. Everybody is just coming to Kurt Franklin's aid because the son manipulated the situation. And we don't know why. We don't know what was said. We don't know if there's even been an ongoing long-term thing. But it's possible for either one of these to be the reality. And just nobody saying that Kurt Franklin might be the party in the wrong. Or nobody's even thinking, like, it may be 2575. Somebody may be saying, if I, nobody is saying nothing wrong regarding what could have possibly gone wrong in Kurt Franklin, on Kurt Franklin's side in this. And that's just dangerous, man. That's dangerous to just assume that the parent's right because they the parent. Which it feels like people doing with Kirk Franklin. I mean, especially like when you get to those toxic men, to me, Kirk, um, Ricky Smiley and Steve Harvey, they ain't never going to respect a child that do anything against their father that they don't like, even if it's justified in my perspective. Because there's a whole bunch of parents out here that just believe that because I'm a dad, because I'm your dad, I get a whole bunch of passes on my behavior, and you supposed to be the one that keep it together and keep it together. Look, either he a 33-year-old that can act autonomously and do what the fuck he want to and respond how he want to to the shit his daddy do, his daddy got the same right to do the same shit. That's just what it is. But either one of them could be in the wrong, or they both could be wrong. But, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, I'm not and maybe that's just me. I ain't never been mad at nobody enough to say nothing like that in which it, it sounds like I would do something to harm them. I just, I don't, I can't do that. I can't formulate 
words that would make me say, I'll break your neck, I'll kill you, I'll hurt you. I just never done that. And to anybody, and there's some people that I feel like I could think back on some moments to say, shit, you know, if it came to it, I'd do something to them and not feel bad about it. You know, but I'd never say it. And I just can't conceptualize my, I can't conceptualize it being easier to say that shit to my son or my daughter that wronged me deeply than, you know, somebody on the street who I, I didn't threaten my brother before. I didn't threaten more than one of my brothers before. The oldest and the second oldest for doing fuck shit. So, <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. What was the I threat? Have. That I was going to fuck them up. Fuck, uh, fuck you up, me, whatever you wanted to mean. I couldn't do it. And, it. And, 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 and hence, I believe that people have the ability to control that shit. If you don't, then maybe that's work. If Kurt Franklin don't, then that's work. Like, if Kurt Franklin came to me and was like, yeah, I told him I was going to break his neck. I was like, well, can we not tell him that ever again? Okay. If you get mad, say some other shit. Call it, say your forehead, your big forehead having ass little bitch. Like, say some shit that just... Get some anger out, but like it's a different level when you get to saying shit like that. Cause what if they was in the same room with each other when that shit happened? You know, I'll break your neck, nigga. Got to turn to aggression. Not it got necessarily. To, no, it the doesn't. other person, the other person has to respond. When it's a thirty-three year old and a fucking what? I'm probably sixty year old motherfucker. Who five yeah. five? I don't know what his son look like, but Kirk is a little man, and little people have big attitudes and they say a lot of shit. They just do. That's just. Napoleon complexes. That's just what it is. So, listen. You already that, know if you say that shit to the wrong child, they're gonna go in the kitchen and get a knife immediately. But you already know what you, your children is the wrong child. Well, like I said, all of this, this, if this has been going on for years, if somebody was gonna get stabbed, they'd have been and got stabbed at this point. That's not how shit work. That ain't how shit work. Motherfuckers don't get stabbed until they do. That's how the shit work, motherfuckers deal with all kind of abuse for a long time until they don't no more <laughs> you know it ain't it don't it don't it's not a situation where if you don't stab a motherfucker the first time it happened that means that you you know you wouldn't deal with it and stab him eventually like you know motherfucker might be dealing with this shit or the circumstances might be different her Franklin might have had a badass day. Son might have had a badass day. They might have had this whole relationship. They in the environment together. Ain't nobody at home to stop them. They in the kitchen, and then one of them say that like it's also environmental. Motherfucker might even not sound like the son is allowed to be like it. It don't sound like they hanging out at the house together. Like it don't sound like they got outside that kind of, of them too. I'm just saying, you know, it is an environmental component to motherfuckers harming another person. You know, even if they theoretically would not do it otherwise. You know. Because over the phone, clearly you can say whatever the hell you want to say. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I ain't going to do shit over the phone. But you you, know, you ain't never been in a room with people who've been arguing and talking shit and saying they're going to fight and don't never fight. That shit happens. Like, it but, happens a lot. <laughs> you could also be in a room with that same them same people 10 times after they never fought and then this time somebody head going through the TV. You know, like, just because they don't fight a certain amount of times is not a recipe for them never going to fight ever in front of you. Like, that shit can always happen. At some point. 
don't know, man. Maybe, you know, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my kids will do something to make me cuss them out. I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Maybe my kids would do something to make me threaten their life. I don't believe it. I can't conceptualize it right now on how, on what my child can do. You know, I mean, some of them Reddit letters where you find out your your child done fucked your wife, not your wife, but your step, uh, they stepmom or some shit like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't even talk shit to them. Maybe they'll just, maybe they'll just disappear. You don't care. And I won't know nothing about it. I don't know. I feel like that'll be. I feel like that'll be more appealing than talking shit that never getting nothing done. <laughs> nah, my follow through for murder it take a lot more than my talking shit. Yeah, it takes less for that. What else you got? This was like from a month ago, but. I wanted to just talk about like you people just be so Meek Mill came under fire probably about a month ago for a lyric using Kobe Bryant and helicopters. It's why? Huh? Why would you do that? Why would you think that that was okay? Like, and I don't even you know a lot of people like jokingly will be like too soon, too soon. It's gonna always be too soon. Like that situation, his him and his daughter. Died a horrific, unexpected death. It's never gonna be okay to use that in a lyric to a song. And like the lyric, so this the lyric. Yeah, and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It it'll be another Kobe. What? Why? Meek? What the fuck? <laughs> That's no probably felt like he was paying homage. That's somehow. not paying homage. <laughs> That's probably what he thought. That's disrespectful as fuck, especially to the woman that's left behind the hand that loved him. And again, it wasn't even just him. It was multiple children that lost their life in that crash because it was her and her friend. Like, it's just a bad look, Meek. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, you know, it's death that people like put in songs. Like, people reference Biggie death. People reference Tupac death. But Kobe and his daughter dying in the chop, like, come on, bruh. Like, no, Meek, nobody should have to tell you that that's not okay. Nobody should have to say, hey, Meek, don't do that. Like, I feel like that's one of those things that should just naturally feel like a fuck up to you. <laughs> hey, the disrespect. I just. And nobody on his team was like, Meek, man, no. <laughs> Rappers Damn. disrespect for a living, though. That's what they, they do. They do, but like not like that. It is this, you do disrespect for a living, but not like this. Not like not no Kobe shit. Like the world love Kobe. Like it's just a bad look. Like I said, people take they use Biggie and Pac death. They use other famous people's death in songs all the time. But like Kobe, and he died with his kid. It's just a bad look. Don't do that. <laughs> Just there are limits. I feel like there are limits. Don't do that, Meek. Then he like had a whole attitude about people getting upset about it. Like, what did you? What? Just you wrong. Just be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> I hate when people double down and they wrong. Like, come on, Meek. You know that was fucked up. You shouldn't have did it, man. Shouldn't have did it. Bad. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. 
Yeah. That's not something mm-hmm. to do. Like, just don't fucking do that. So to any other rappers, please don't do this. See exhibit A. Don't do this. Don't <laughs> Hopefully use we don't Kobe. have to have this conversation again. I feel like it's because of the culture. It's like it's disrespect Kobe, it disrespect Kobe family, and it disrespect the culture in regard to how much Kobe has been loved by the culture. That being said, use Rush Limbaugh. You know, <laughs> use some conservative devs <laughs> for your bars. <laughs> you know, like take them with you. <laughs> you know, don't don't do use people that have disrespected our culture. Don't use people that our culture respects when they die for your your lyrics. But you know, I can see anytime people hearing that song, that bar come up and people pull a little bit out. For they home, you know what I'm saying? Or people do the little cross on their f- chest and kiss their fingers to the sky. Like I see people doing that, hearing that song, oh you know, God. over being hurt. That you know, because the only person that will really be hurt doing that is the family. Families are the people who dealt with this. Who, frankly, none of them listen to Meek Mill. Somebody tagged Vanessa in that. <laughs> <laughs> and she probably went and listened to it and was like, oh no, like they don't listen to that. That shit one for them. <laughs> no, none of them listen to that Meek Mill. But look, the, but the fact that people who do listen to him heard it and was like, oh, that's fucked up and tagged Vanessa. Like, even his own fans was like, Meek, no, nigga. Because she, that's the way she found out is from somebody who listened to it because I showed this fucked up. I don't listen to Meek Mill, so I would never have heard it. And she probably wouldn't have either. So somebody who listens to his shit tagged him and was like, yo, he got here wild. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Don't do that. It's not. And then, like, you the, you going to go out with your chopper like Kobe and you talking about a gun. I mean, it's just, it's just, don't. Just don't. It's just, it's such, it's in such bad taste. Just don't. Just yeah. fucking don't. It's not a good look. It's not. Um, did you see Coming to America too? Yes, I did. We watched it as a group. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it with you guys, which I wish I would have. But how did y'all feel about the shit? Like, what was the consensus about the movie? I don't think. Uh, I don't think anybody will watch it again. Maybe, maybe Leroy catch him. But like, I don't think nobody else will watch it again. Well, no, Cole Jackson didn't watch it with us, but I think he he liked it. He watched it. I don't think I like the movie. No, he was alright. What was wrong with it? What was you expecting? It's just. What was you expecting? I know, but him being raped and not knowing it, and like I. So the first coming to America, I could sit and watch it and I'm just watching it. This one, about halfway through, I was like, God damn, it's still 45 minutes. Like I was over. If I hadn't been watching it with the group, I would have stopped watching. I wouldn't watch the whole thing. I would have stopped like midway through. I would have been done. The only reason I continue to watch it is because we were watching it as a group. Had that not been the case, I would not know how that movie ends because I would have shot at the deuces about 45 minutes in. I was over it. It just... I was over. I was over Wesley Snipes' character and the side lean, like, uh, and then they had Tiana Taylor being essentially the same thing that um, 
What's her name? Was nah. I wasn't a fan. I'm not gonna watch it again. I say that. I mean, I don't really watch anything again unless it's a good action movie, but um, or a movie that's a brain fuck that you gotta watch again to see, like Inception type shit. But um, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't watch this again. I mean, so objectively speaking, I liked it, but objectively speaking, like it felt like a bunch of random shit between trying to call back to the old movie (laughs) in some kind of way, you know? Um, But, you know, they they did what you can do with a sequel from a movie of that caliber. Some movies don't need sequels. And then you made the movie, the sequel, so many years, like, after the... I, I just didn't, it wasn't necessary to me. Like, Coming to America is a movie that can stand on its own. It don't need a sequel. It didn't need a follow-up. We all just assumed that him and Lisa went over in Zamunda and was living it up. Like, nobody needed to know. Because now, I my image of them just living it up is ruined by this fuck shit that, like, this is what they was doing in Zamunda. Like, I don't know. I didn't need it. It was, it was fine the way it was. Like, that didn't need a, a sequel to me. There are certain movies that are good on their own. They're good. You don't need and nothing else. I, and I hate to be this guy, but like, why Leslie Jones? Like, why Leslie Jones in that role? I well, just, they had to have somebody that didn't make sense that he wouldn't have chosen because, you know, they went back to when they were in the club and all of those terrible dates he went on before he met Lisa. And so if they, they were choosing one of them women that that was in that then i mean she fall right in line with them that caliber of women that he was going out with when before he met lisa or before i think was it before he met lisa or he was trying to he didn't think he could be before he met lisa it was before he met lisa so yeah Yeah. so she fit in with the caliber of women for what they was trying to go with that's why lisa um leslie jones because that dynamic i feel like yeah, I mean, uh. but you know that's one of them movies where like you can't turn down a role, like you can't say no, nah. like Tiana Taylor. It don't matter that they said you're gonna be the new dog barking girl, but we ain't gonna make you bark. You don't say no. <laughs> it's coming to America too. You're gonna go down in history for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean she ain't even. She had like two lines. I think she maybe said two things the whole time. Like what? I just don't know why they bought her out like a super freak. Like, <laughs> make it more enticing for him to want to get her. I don't know. I don't. Know. The whole I, I like I said. I if I hadn't been watching it in a group, I would have stopped watching it. I only finished it because I was with other people. But yeah. I would have stopped. Like if I had just been chilling at the house watching that shit on Amazon Prime by myself, no going no. Would have stopped. Stopped. Um. So stimmies, we got a uh, got another set of stimmies. Fourteen hundred from Moneybag Joe. The internet is undefeated. Um. However, <laughs> because we can't never just have nice things. What was this at? This was in India, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It's hard to say that. Uh, there was a quadruple murder <laughs> over a stimulus check this week. This is a more current story. Um, 
so family members were there were um, four family members killed um so let's see the father of one of the women who got killed her the father of one of her children wanted part of her stimulus check he felt like he deserved it and she had told him no but then she offered him 450 dollars but he didn't want that he wanted more than that i guess half which i mean that's just 700 dollars but okay um he could have took the 450 but because she wouldn't give him the 700 um he went and shot her her seven-year-old daughter her 44-year-old mother and her 23-year-old brother and her 35 year old cousin he shot her she didn't die uh he killed the other four for seven hundred dollars essentially look man y'all gotta be careful about what motherfuckers out here doing you gotta care about who you make babies with stop just laying up with these i folks. mean you you don't know what potential somebody got to be crazy as hell though you know, I I'm feel saying? like the level of crazy, this level or that, and the, the outrageousness of this level of crazy. I feel like, and they ain't together. She got another child, ain't by him. Like, <laughs> I feel like this was some shit, probably where she ain't know him that well, or got pregnant and then figured out, oh, nigga, this nigga's crazy, and now they ain't together, and it's too late because you got a child with him. So now you tied to him for at least eighteen years. Exactly. That's why you can't do nothing about being careful with who you lay with. Because when you lay with them, they all right. I mean, yeah. they're not all right when you lay with them, but you don't know. It. You have no way to access that information. Him that, him that Sometimes you do. Like, sometimes people be cra- You know, I walk away from a lot of shit. <laughs> sometimes you do. Um, A quadruple murderer? I mean, goddamn. It had to be some signs prior to. I doubt this was his first, like, outburst <laughs> so he didn't kill his daughter no was the seven-year-old the seven-year-old wasn't his kid no with her so he let his child live and killed yes i mean i mean i guess you would be a different type of monster if you killed your kid I wonder what a person like that be thinking like when they doing that shit i wonder they be thinking well i guess i'm gonna go to jail for this or if they be like I'm gonna get the claim on my taxes now. <laughs> like, oh, wait, I think he took the child. Hold on, let me look this up. They be like, I'm gonna get the claim on my taxes now. Everybody's dead. She got no tech care take. Like, do they be so disillusioned that they think like they're gonna get out of this shit? <laughs> His name was Malief Halfacre. Never heard of that last name. Malief. Malik half acre. Malik half like acre. a half acre of land. Oh, that shit sound weird. Exactly. Gotta um, be more careful, man. I don't think like, I'm gonna get fourteen hundred. They're gonna send it back to the house I used to live at. I called the IRS, they said we can't do nothing. <laughs> like, you can't change that my address in y'all system. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, that's just stupid. Why can't you? <laughs> And she was like, oh, we can't. And I was like, all right. And they was like, you got to file your taxes. It's like, it's December. <laughs> like, or whatever. I guess I could have amended my taxes or some shit anyway. Um, 
So the house that my chick going to, a Latino family live that don't speak English, except for the 16 year old daughter. So I had my cousin go over there and he got her number and she don't be responding. So she said I got some mail. She responded once within like a month period and said <laughs> it's mail here. And he she hadn't responded back so he can come pick it up. <laughs> so whatever. Hopefully I got a six hundred dollar check and a fourteen hundred dollar check sitting at their house waiting for me. Yeah. But it's probably just some lone motherfucker saying that you owe us some shit <laughs> and not my money. So so I don't give a fuck about talking about no damn fourteen hundred dollar checks. I don't care about no damn stimulus. <laughs> fuck y'all if you got it. I got mine. <laughs> but and there's uh, some people out there saying, Well, fuck y'all if y'all need it. Broke ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Get your weight up. <laughs> like you know what? man, I ain't even gonna get into it. Don't domestic violence is real. Like I, I don't know. You kill somebody over seven. You kill four people. Excuse me, four with a, a attempted five because he shot the the um baby mama. He just didn't kill her. Five people you shot over seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars, bruh. You finna get the death penalty, my nigga. You gonna die for seven hundred dollars that you didn't even get. <laughs> like, come on, son. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah, people out here tripping. And look, I I'm back working in an office, uh, doing therapy, and then nobody showed. Like, when once them stimmies hit, people was like, I ain't sad no more. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> they had a lot of cancellation. Um. All right, let's get to the listener letters because time running up. All right. Let's see. We didn't actually have any letters, right? No letters, no. Okay. So um, Nikki, Nikki sent an email to check up on us, so I appreciate that, Nikki. After our month hiatus, we still here. Just, you know, trying to figure this shit out. Uh, okay. I have an Am I the Asshole? And I this one is close to my heart because I don't, I don't talk about, I've talked about this, you know, before. I don't get offended when people don't ask me to be in their wedding. I don't. It's you Because what you're asking me to do is spend a lot of money. So, like, I don't get upset. Uh, but this is about so is am I the asshole for not returning my bridesmaid gifts after the wedding was canceled? <laughs> Hello everyone. I'm 27. Uh, this is a 27 year old female. My friend Jessica, who's a 28 year old female was supposed to get married over the summer. She asked me and a few of our other friends to be her bridesmaids by giving us gift boxes with things for the bachelorette party, which is going to be a long weekend in Mexico. Three of us are nurses two are teachers. We're all vaccinated. The box had sunglasses, a bathing suit, shoes, some jewelry, a water bottle, and a tote bag in it. They were really nice. Well, Jessica's fiance got a call from her boyfriend, and the wedding was called off. Neither of them knew about the other. Damn, Jessica! (laughs) We were all just as blindsided as he was. We had no idea. Jessica recently contacted me to tell me that since the trip isn't happening, she wants the bridesmaid's gift back. 
I guess some of the girls hadn't taken any of their stuff out of them, so they just gave them back. But I took the stuff out. I used the tote and the sunglasses already. And after I had tried on the bathing suit, I cut the tags off. When I told Jessica that I had assumed this stuff was a gift, so I had already used some of it, she got really mad and said that I should have saved it for the trip and that I had to reimburse her for the price of all of the stuff. Jessica tripping. Uh, I was going to do it just to get her off my back, but then I found out when I was hanging out with her ex one day that she wasn't the one who bought the things in the boxes. He was. So I asked him if he wanted me to reimburse him, and he said no, and that it's just a drop in the bucket of all the money he's down from the wedding, and the extra $275 won't make any difference. I'm not really worried about losing my friendship with Jessica. I think what she did to her fiancé says a lot about her character, but I know her and the maid of honor which is her sister, are talking a lot of shit in the group chat that I'm stealing from Jessica. Am I the asshole? Jessica is the asshole. <laughs> Jessica, you had a boyfriend and a fiancé and they weren't the same person? <laughs> Damn! And your way to get called off because of some fuck shit that you did and you want me to give you back a box of gifts? Like, that was my shit once you gave it to me. I use it. If I want to, I ain't got to wait for the trip and I don't owe you. And then you ain't even paid for it, Jessica. So you're just trying to come up off this wedding, this wedding that didn't happen. You the reason it didn't happen. And then you're going to financially come up off of it by getting these boxes back and selling the stuff back or, or sending the stuff back. Jessica, sit your ass down. <laughs> Jessica tripping. <laughs> Yeah, Jessica is some kind of handicap to be acting like this. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. You mad at me? Talk about I'm stealing from you, girl. <laughs> so she never actually gave her the gifts? Gave them back to Jessica? So oh, I missed something in this. They she gave the gifts to all of the bridesmaids and the braid of honor, right? Jessica gave out the gifts because it was gonna be for the bachelorette party. So they had she gave the gifts out. Then the wedding got called off. So she wants them to give her the gifts back. Okay, whose wedding was it? Jessica's. So just it was Jessica's wedding. Yes. Jessica had gifts that she gave to the bridesmaids. Yes. That they were supposed to give back to her. No, she wants them to give them back because the wedding didn't happen. Oh, she gave them gifts. Yeah. Do yeah, they do. When people ask, when they ask people to be their bridesmaid or maid, it's a new thing. It's like the um gender reveal shit. It's a new thing that bitches do. But yeah, they'll put, t and normally it's not expensive. They just put like something cute together to ask them to be their maid of honor or maid or bridesmaid or whatever. But yeah, people do that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I guess if he fucked up, then it would be reasonable to give the gifts back. <laughs> yeah, but Jessica you know, the one that fucked up. Yeah, like I'm saying, I guess there is a circumstance upon which I would understand the gifts being given back. But yeah. at this point, like, yeah, nah. Nah, you fucked up. You had a boyfriend and a fiance, and they found out about each other before the wedding can go through. <laughs> Girl, that ain't my fault. And he, she, Jessica didn't pay for it. The boyfriend, the fiance paid for it. So he the one out of the money. So Jessica just trying to come up. She just going to get all this shit back and sell it and get them. You already probably and then the person, me. The person writing was like when I was hanging out with her ex. I'm like, what is that thing? <laughs> what is that now? Like, is he clap going through clapping bridemaids' cheeks now trying to get some get back? <laughs> 
like getting some of his pain and suffering out. Oh, they may have all been friends, and you know how sometimes, and that's why I don't hate. I hate being like good friends with like couples that get together because like if they break up, shit is weird. But people usually pick a side, and it sounds like she picked the ex side because I mean Jessica, that was fucked up, Jessica. <laughs> and he would have been crucified if he had did if it was him, and he had a, a girlfriend and a fiance, and the, the wedding got called off because of him. He'd have been crucified for that shit. Like they to talk so much shit about him. Have been the worst motherfucker ever. Jessica is equally as fucked up for that. It's terrible. And you had him paying for he bought expensive gifts for the bridesmaids and paid for that shit. And he was cheating on him. Jessica, sit down. Yeah, Jessica on some other shit. <laughs> I mean, goddamn. Like at a certain point when you're doing certain shit, you have to calculate an L into the equation. Okay. <laughs> you're a drug dealer, calculate an L into the equation. You doing a uh, crime? Calculate an L into the equation. You a dirty cop? Calculate an L into the equation. Like Denzel from Training Day, like he had to have calculated that some niggas might kill him one day because he's on some other shit. Like you got some things you got to calculate L's into the equation. So having a wedding and a boyfriend at the same time, you need to calculate some L's into the equation. The L in this equation was like you might lose your gifts if your boyfriend and husband find or fiance find out about each other. That's just what you got to calculate L's into some of the shit you do. You know what I'm saying? If you spending the night over one of your friends' houses and you decide to masturbate, you got to calculate the L of them walking into the room possibly. I mean, this just it come with the territory, all right? It is. If you know your dog need to go out, but you're trying to finish this show, you got to calculate the L if your dog might shit on your carpet. Like, that's... <laughs> it's a lot of L's we have to calculate into our shit as possibilities, y'all. You know, the Jessicas out here who ain't calculating L's and their possibilities believe that they are entitled to the best thing happening for them, even though they the reason that the shit happened. That's not right. Don't be a Jessica. <laughs> don't be a Jessica be better than that uh, alright I'm finna I'm, it sound like you real excited for the next one you finna read but let's go to one, one of these I got and you get to choose oh Jesus your choices are always terrible <sighs> this one motherfucking got removed you bitch okay uh Am I the asshole for going to the church that's been leaving fake money in my tip jar and putting the fake money in the offering plate? <laughs> um, bro, these people stay removing these posts, boy. When they find out that goddamn somebody can just go to it and read it. Oh, all the other ones been removed. The other one is more like a, a dialogue to have. But uh, shit, I guess I'm going to have to do that one. Fuck yeah, it. that one's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Obligatory pre-COVID. I had this church group who would come in every Saturday for Bible study at my coffee shop, and they always treated my staff like crap. They also leave fake scripture money in the tip jar, which normally isn't an issue because we throw it away. But they gave one of those to one of my staff who was in serious financial straits after leaving a bad marriage with her child, and it made my employee cry. I'm a protective manager, and I don't let customers mess with my people. Anyway, 
I bought a 300 pack of fake scripture hundreds and started going to their church and leaving the fake money in their offering tithing plate. I never stayed for the whole service, sitting in the back by the door and leaving quietly during the singing. I did this for several weeks, attending every one of their services, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, and leaving fake money. After several weeks, the pastor addressed this during the service and asked that whoever was doing it stop because it's rude and makes a mockery of the intention of offering and tithing. Irony aside, I was getting a little bored and I do have better things I'd like to be doing, so I left one final fake bill with stop leaving these in our tip jar and left. The group had been inviting me and my staff to attend their church for some time, and I'm sure it didn't take them long to figure I might be behind it, especially when I left rather publicly after the pastor spoke on the subject and never returned. The group leader came in on Monday following my last service and asked me point blank if I was responsible. Obviously, I said yes. I don't see a problem with what I did since they consider their scripture worth more than legal tender. Anyway, the group leader gave me a very nasty lecture, called me some very nasty names and insults, and told me they'd never come back to my business again. Fine with me. Bye, Felicia. Anyway, I like to tell this to people in my life, and the reception has been split in reaction. Some of them think it was hilarious and justified. Some of them say once was enough and the rest was overkill. And some think I was deeply in the wrong and should have just spoken to the pastor like an adult. So I come to the judgment sub for your thoughts. Was I an asshole? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, yes. Talking to the pastor and saying, hey, this is not okay. I have an issue with this. Probably would have been the more mature way. But this way was so much more fun. And if y'all, if they're getting offended by the money being put in their ties, okay then. Well, we don't want it in our tip job. We can't spend that shit the same way you can't spend this tithe and offering money on your church. <laughs> he was bold, man. I mean, I feel like if you already that bold, what I would have done was I would have just went on and got up during the testimony part and just said, <laughs> say my piece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been the one that's been putting tip jar money in is because you have a Bible study group that comes to my job and puts these <laughs> fake tip bills into the jar. And we have people who work there that depend on money to survive. And so it's been me deuces <laughs> what they gonna do they're gonna block the door and beat your ass as a congregation <laughs> oh my god that's Get so the whole funny. ass beat by a congregation i love that she did that <laughs> like fucking g i like that shit too <laughs> i don't think she's an asshole i love it but i'm an asshole so you can't really ask me <laughs> this <clears throat> <laughs> this one, I just because we've been talking about parenting. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, this is a 32-year-old woman talking about her children that are four and six. Am I the asshole for making my children cry after they called me Miss Piggy? Uh, I gave birth back in October. Since then, it's been extremely difficult for me to lose the baby weight, mainly due to my postpartum depression. I get next to no sleep attending my tending to my children, and most mornings I can barely get out of bed, much less drive to the gym. It's been a dark few months for me. I've told these things to my partner, Dave, and though he said he understood, I don't think he really does. Though he never explicitly stating it, he makes jokes and comments that imply I'm lazy and that he's no longer attracted to me. Last week, I broke down to him about not being able to lose the weight. And he said that he would push me to do so because he loves me. Since then, he's taken a biggest loser approach and started calling me Miss Piggy and has instructed all of my friends and family, even my kids, to do so. I hate this nickname, but he says it's supposed to motivate me to lose weight. I think he really believes it's going to help me, but I feel really undermined while parenting because this of this nickname. 
The other night, my family was eating, and my children started oinking at me. And out of frustration, I started yelling at my husband. We have a rule not to yell in front of the kids, but we're almost always in front of the kids during quarantine, and I feel so dismissed. The kids started crying, and Dave says I'm to blame. Fuck Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave ain't shit. I wish the fuck my. See, this happened to the people it needed to happen to. I feel like whoever would be with me and would impregnate me and realize that I just had your goddamn baby, a whole human being in me, and yeah, I picked up some weight. I wish a motherfucker would call me Miss Piggy. You think that's going to help me? <laughs> Bruh. Like, I mean, she alone it happened, man. Do it. She's acting sympathetic enough to the fact that she gained weight to allow this to happen, and that's a problem. Like, what happened is when he first said this shit, you know, she should have done something to condition him to know that that's a mistake. Like, she should have punched his ass in the face. As <laughs> soon as he said, we're going to start calling you Miss Piggy. Blah! If she would have hit his ass in the face, he would have been like, okay, that's a no. That's not a good idea. <laughs> you know, unless he start to beat your ass. Now, if you hit him and he beat your ass, you you already in a fucked up situation. You're going to have to be called Miss Piggy because, <laughs> you know, or leave, you know. But that shit. If she you, already got postpartum depression. Like, that's just fucked up, Dave. Like, if you, dickhead. If you believe that belittling somebody is going to drive them into motivating to change themselves um i guess it could but it's going to drive them into hating and resenting you at the same time you know because what she gonna do is she gonna start going to the gym and she gonna meet this nigga that be like hey i like them roles baby you know while <laughs> the nigga at home calling her fucking miss piggy you know what i'm saying you're gonna drive her straight into the arms of another dude if you care you know, at this point, you calling your lady Miss Piggy, and you got the kids and family calling her that. Like, what kind of kids and family would also go along with that shit? Well, they four and six. The kids Man. are four and six, so they just doing what they told. Man. And they probably think it's fun. You four, if you a four or six year old, and you get to go around onking at somebody, and like you don't get in trouble for it. <laughs> of course, they don't realize it's hurtful to their mother. Bruh. They're four and six. They don't know. The they daddy know better though. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he know better, then he just a manipulative dick. <laughs> That's fucked up. Hell yeah, fuck day, bitch ass nigga. All right, I found the other ones. Okay. Um, choose which one. Oh god. Am I the asshole for asking my wife to stop this thing she's doing with her students? Oh Jesus. I cheated on my boyfriend two years ago. He reminded me of the anniversary today. I didn't handle it well. <laughs> My boyfriend shames me when I want something sweet. See. And I deeply regret manipulating my wife into having children. God damn. <laughs> I want to know what she's doing with her students. So I got to go with the first one because curiosity. I just okay. I need to know what she's doing. <laughs> um, my uh, 39-year-old male um, my wife, 36-year-old female, is a high school teacher. She recently started working in a school 25 minutes away. She says everything is going well at work. Great students, great colleagues, great work environment. So no problems like in the past. So here's how this issue started. Yesterday, my wife and I agreed to eat lunch together. I came to pick her up on time. However, she wanted me to wait as she had some paperwork to get done since she was going to be busy in the evening. 
I sat waiting in the office where she was working. I noticed some students coming in to say hi to her. Every single one of them would approach her. And she'd pull them in for a hug and a kiss on the cheek. I really thought that was weird. Every single one of them. I was puzzled. I couldn't let it drop after she hugged another student and wrapped her arms around him and gave him a goodbye kiss. I asked her what the hell was this about, and she acted confused. I asked how often she does this thing with her stu students. She still acted confused. After I pointed out how weird it was for her to hug and kiss her students, who she sees every day, she suddenly lashed out. She suddenly lashed out at me, saying I was being silly. I was upset. I told her how uncomfortable that made me feel, and she should stop doing it. She said I was being unreasonable by giving opinions on how she interacts with her students. We got into an argument, and she ended up calling me a jerk and canceling lunch. I waited for her outside, but she took a taxi and went over to her mom's. Her mom called me after she heard and said that I was being controlling and mean and disrespectful of my wife's work. Your wife is, uh, your wife's, uh, she's playing a dangerous game there. <laughs> she is playing a dangerous game. Is it only the male students? Like, that's not okay. Because, again, if this was a male is she the principal or teacher? If this is a male yeah, teacher, teacher pulling in all of the female students, hugging them and kissing them, that shit ain't okay. What do you mean? Ma'am, stop doing that. That's not okay. And if I came up to the school and I saw a teacher pull my son in and give him a kiss, I'm going up to this bitch and be like, the fuck was that? What is this? Is this a regular thing I'll do? Like, what the fuck? No, that's not okay. You don't need to do that, ma'am. She gonna be on a Lifetime movie. <laughs> so how would you suggest he handle this? This didn't work. If he could look into a crystal ball and saw that this shit didn't work, what would you su suggest he do? I mean, he tried talking to her about it and she flipped out. I, what a <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, what a like, I'm thinking like anonymous report to the school. Yeah. As a parent saying that I heard that this teacher was kissing hugging, the kids on the yeah. cheek. Because that needs to stop. Like, that's yeah. not okay. It's not. Ugh. And Clearly, the fact that her and her mom don't see nothing wrong with it. The fuck? She probably didn't even tell her mama. She probably <laughs> didn't tell her mama. Mama, he just told me that he don't want me to see my students early in the daytime. Oh, <laughs> He's like, yeah, I kiss all my students on the cheek. The fuck? Like, I feel like if you tell mama that, well, maybe mama know why she like that. Hell, mama probably the reason that she got these fucking boundary issues with people. Living. Like, what kind of job do you go to where you kiss your clients? Oh, nowhere. <laughs> like, no job that you had would that be okay? Nope. Well, I guess it's legal in Vegas, so... <laughs> Vegas is the only place where your job is where you kiss your clients. <laughs> in Vegas, as a prostitute. Like the fact that yeah, that's he need to uh, yeah make an anonymous um anonymous complaint so that it brings it to the attention. Before she get herself in trouble, before it get worse, like it needs to be addressed and stopped because that, <laughs> ma'am, even before COVID, that's that is not no ma'am, don't do that. That's mm -mm. don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Jesus. And then she gonna get mad at him. Bitch, you the one in the room? The hell is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> This one, I, I'm gonna read just because, let me see how long it is. Oh, no, I'm not. It's super long. It shouldn't be that long for the title. <laughs> so I'm not Man. gonna. Uh, okay. I'm gonna read this one. <clears throat> 
Am I the asshole for paying more for my son's college tuition compared to my daughter's tuition? This already sounds like some fuck oh, shit. Oh, man. My son got into an amazing school with great career opportunities. He worked hard in high school, and his acceptance to the school was well-deserved. The tuition and room and board comes to about 50000 a year. It was higher than what we had anticipated, but we decided we could contribute 25000 a year, and he could take loans out for the rest. My younger daughter is graduating soon and still hasn't picked a college yet. She never took school seriously and was pretty much a C student through all four years. The college she's looking at is about 20K a year. However, it's not very well known or even ranked. I do not feel like her going to this school would be more advantageous to her career compared to a community college, which would be significantly cheaper, about 6K a year. I told her that we would contribute six k a year if she could take out and she could take out loans for the rest. Else we would also pay. Wait, else we could also pay in full for community college for her first two years, and if she maintained above a three point five GPA, we'd pay for whatever school she wanted to transfer to for her last two years. My daughter is angry with us and says we're favoring her brother by paying so much more for his tuition compared to hers. However, the only reason we decided to pay so much for our son's tuition is because he graduated valedictorian. His school is ranked top five for his major and will give him many opportunities that kids at regular state schools may not get. We think our daughter just wants to go to this private college for the college experience, not necessarily to progress her career. Hence, until she proves that she takes her career seriously, we're not inclined to drop 20,000 plus a year on her tuition. Am I the asshole? Take her career seriously. She's 18. 17, 18. (laughs) Wow. If your son's so goddamn smart, why he need money? The valedictorian? Shouldn't any school be giving him a full ride? You should be getting a full ride. Like, why the fuck are they spending so much money on his education when, you know, his level of fucking smart should determine that he should be able to get in the way he want to for free? <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. I guess I'm missing something with that shit. They ain't mentioning that shit. I'm sure they're probably asking about that shit in the comments and whatnot. <laughs> I'm looking through the comments now. Um, people think he's an asshole. Um, and the crazy thing is when they post these stories, they try to make it sound like they, they in the right, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? But like, you've got, your kids need to feel like they being treated the same. You gonna tell her she could go to a community college and you'll pay for it. Like, first of all, what I will say is community college. People who go to community college first, there is a much, much higher graduation rate from a four-year college after they graduate from the two-year than going straight into a four-year. So that ain't necessarily a bad idea, but it's a bad idea if the only reason you're doing it is because you don't want to pay money for the shit, okay? Like, is it... Now, this is why you're suggesting she go to... Like, okay, be a regular parent. Like, don't bring up money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Manipulate the situation. Be like, honey, like I understand what you want to do now, but the graduation rates from community colleges are blah 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 blah. You know, and it'll be easier if you could say, well, your son got, uh, your brother got a scholarship. <laughs> you know, your brother was like that should be the conversation. I just don't understand why they having to pay money to send the kid, they stay son to college, 
and having he probably that ain't, conversation. He ain't as great as because if he was valedictorian, he's going to a top ranked school and all of this shit. Like if he was as great of a kid and a great of a student, he would have gotten something. This man probably a valedictorian of Sewer University, goddamn. <laughs> His degree with the sewer rats. <laughs> you know, it's some dumbass schools out here where he got. I mean, we gotta have a validatory. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> you know, it's like everybody ain't. Every school ain't got a genius in it. Like my it's only. Suck. It sounds like she need to get out of this house because it sounds like the parents are crazy. That's my only thing that that community college doesn't give is because a lot of times you have to live at home and go to class, and um. It don't sound like she need to live there with these people. <laughs> it might not be the might not be that way. Some community colleges got that shit. What she need to do is be like, okay, for six thousand a year, not for six thousand take... a year. He talking do about what? tuition. That's just tuition. For I, six thousand, that ain't housing too. Six thousand a year for housing and tuition. Well, community college shit, and you want one number $10,000 a year with a full case load me living on campus. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that's a four-year college. <laughs> yeah, but that was back then. Well, not back then, but you know what I mean. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's possible Inflation. for a community college to have housing and be $6,000. The housing is probably super trash. It's probably <laughs> the projects converted into a goddamn housing next to a, a new building. Like, you walk to that new building like Miles College. Miles is the project. Have you been to Miles College I have. before? I have. Miles is a college surrounded by fucking <laughs> condemned homes and trap houses. It's like you riding in the hood and it, your GPS be like 0.2 miles away and you looking around like ain't no way in fuck a college university back here. My directions is wrong. And then you drive down this street past all these abandoned houses and boom, a big ass elaborate ass university is back there. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Who idea was this? It make it seem like the they, Miles University started off as a drug dealer house that they used <laughs> to make a university just so it looked legit. <laughs> then it turned into a school. Exactly. They, they was like, look, man, we too deep in it now. We just got to really make this shit a school. And it's like maybe drug drug world is underground or some shit. I don't know. That's the only That makes sense to me. Considering like Alabama State surrounded by the hood, too. Yeah, Alabama State definitely surrounded by the projects. Like when you go to Alabama State in the summertime, it's just people all out chilling, and half of them are just niggas no. from the neighborhood. Yeah, they not even students. <laughs> they just out there looking for some young tenderonies <laughs> while they got their felonies and court cases pending. Yeah, no state offense is in the to hood if you too. went to Alabama State, but I've been out there. I know what a nun nigga, nun university nigga look like. <laughs> It's, don't get me wrong. It's hard to tell now because you know Alabama State would be some goons at them HBCUs hey, like uh like A and M and Alabama State be some goons out there Dude, on 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 the school's dime going to classes and shit. <laughs> you know they look like they shot a nigga before they you know that that night before then came to class in the morning and some of them did that. They do that sometimes. <laughs> they be having um. Somebody, a kid, got robbed. Like they took him and made him to empty his bank account at Alabama State. Was it? It was last year. <laughs> I was like, God damn! Mm-hmm. It was in the news. Well, they robbed the man. They killed him. He, they robbed him, made him take him and empty out his bank account, and then they killed him. And they finally, I think they find. It took him a month or so to find his body. <laughs> yeah, why kill him? 
So he couldn't snitch him out, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, why put yourself in a position to have to kill him? <laughs> like, put masks <laughs> on. Like, you did this to him and yourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn. <laughs> you got to know who your people is. Because one person, if it was multiple people, one of them people did not expect to kill somebody that day. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful with who you you gotta rob by yourself man you can't be taking people with you you're gonna be in a situation like juice man where <laughs> you like look this is a quick in and out you got the we got the money all we gotta do is leave and tupac just pull out a pistol and blow a motherfucking head off like what the fuck you just do or are you and gonna then, be like on snowfall where you just going to get money you think you're gonna beat somebody up and get money and somebody end up getting raped they were standing outside the room because he took him in the room and closed the door and they thought he was beating him up and then one of the guys that was like no he ain't beating him up <laughs> then they were scared because they didn't know if they was gonna get raped <laughs> you gotta be careful with shit like that <laughs> You can't do shit like that, man. Like, you gotta be careful with who you fucking gooning with, man. He was like, he was like, he in there killing him. He was like, I don't think he in there killing him, man. Killing it. <laughs> and it was so sad. He opened the door and came out fixing his pants and pulling his buckle. And the dude just ass out his pants down around his legs on the bed, just laid out, just defeated. <laughs> Just fucking completely defeated. It was terrible. Damn. And they did not go to that. They just thought they were finna beat somebody up and get their money back. And they ended up being a part of a rape. See, that's why you can't get into that world, man. <laughs> if you the person they send in to go beat people up, then you either finna go and meet somebody who prepared for you to show up, which means you finna get shot at. You finna go and beat their ass and they not gonna tell you what to do and now you either gotta go back to your boss and say they didn't give it up or you gotta do something more harmful which gets you into murder. You know, or you gotta rape them. <laughs> Cause they beat Apparently. him up. He was talking. He was like, I ain't telling y'all shit. He talked when he got well, raped. Like, but the reality is, like, this shit don't happen in the culture, man. Writing this movie or writing this TV show, who, who wanted this to happen? Somebody said, you know what? I got a good idea. Like, we're gonna have these two goon beating them up. And he told them that he's taking it. Like, no, I ain't saying shit. I ain't gonna tell you what the money is. But then we're gonna have these super goon who also will take the ass, go in there and just be like, I'm fucking him, and he gonna give it up then. Like, why would you even give it up after you got fucked? You done got fucked now. I guess to make him stop. I mean. I mean, well, if that's the case, if that's the case, I would have gave it up before he put the meat in. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you, like, <laughs> if telling him where the money was at was going to stop him from doing it, then just tell him before, like, when it looked like what's going to happen, gonna happen, like, you got to understand context clues. Like, if somebody, if somebody pushed me into a room and start unbuckling, unbuckling their belt buckle or mine, I'll be like, okay, I'll tell you where the money at. <laughs> okay, like, I see where this is going. I don't like it. My ass ain't worth 15 G's. You can have it. You can have the money. Okay? Now, I guess the I guess the reality is somebody who would rape you for that money uh, probably is trying to rape somebody. <laughs> so, you probably finna get raped anyway. It came out of no, like, they literally went to this guy because he was supposed to be their muscle because they, you know, they just these low level, they don't know what to do, they got their money took. <laughs> Nobody knew, like, it was, 
he just randomly was like, fuck this shit. And he just took him in the room and closed the door and just ra- like, it was so random and didn't make no sense for what was going on. <laughs> I don't know who wrote that into the story, but I was just like, who, what, what, who does that? But you know, Ray J, was it Ray J who, when he was high, was talking about he had booty bed that said people that would rape somebody were rape fabulous on his word. <laughs> So maybe that's the thing. Maybe it is goons that got niggas on payroll that that's what they do. I don't know. It was a very random scene in that show. And it was like early in that show. I was like, this shit is this is too much. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um You salty about that shit, huh? It was cause it was then the dude didn't tell, so it was him and another guy that, that took the 15000 right? So he just told them, I guess that he beat him. I guess he was able to pull his pants up before they came and rescued him because he had his hands tied behind his back. So then he looking for these other, the two that's still alive that killed him because, you know, he upset because, he, well, he got raped. But I don't think he told his homeboy. I think he just told his homeboy they beat him up. <laughs> I don't think his homeboy. Why would you? Why would you? One, you wouldn't have to because you're going to be walking like a goddamn penguin for I don't know how long. I don't know how long it takes to recover for your unlubed booty getting raped to recover. I don't know. You know. But you know what? In my head right now, this conversation is still fucked up because I feel like I can only talk joke about rape like this because it's it's a dude. It's a dude, yeah. I I I would not be touching this conversation no. in the way I'm touching it if it was a woman. Yeah, it's fucked up. This is fucked yeah. up that I I'm participating in this shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it. <laughs> I think it was more. It was so much more difficult to watch because I because you know like. <laughs> Like it's it's I don't like movies where women get raped either, but like I don't know. It's something about like knowing that a man is getting raped. It's just like it's oh it's so much. Oh well, next time you want a TV show, well, I'm gonna give you a TV show before you leave the air. And I promise you ain't no rape in it. Okay, good, cause Cause you 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 choosing the motherfucker somehow. I cause look, after I watch cause I watched Headman's Tale first, okay, and that was just full of rape. And, but I didn't expect Snowfall. Snowfall was supposed to be about drugs. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> I didn't expect that to be in there. Well, you know, I guess with representation, man, because The Wire put Omar in there before representation came out, but Omar as a gay character in The Wire was a very popular character. But Omar was gay. Like, he went out here raping people. Like, this, and like, so... What the dude did when he took the money from them, like after he found out where the money was after he raped this man, he went and got women. Like he went and like hired or got some women. You know what I'm saying? Like he yeah. living his life. You know what I'm saying? Like Omar was like honest with his shit. Omar was who he was, and he dared anybody to say a goddamn thing. <laughs> this dude is just like he that toxic version. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, Omar was a killer too, but Omar was living well, his truth. And I ain't even I ain't even implying that he gay. I'm just saying that like in a culture in which homosexuality is deeply condemned, I think from these writers' perspective, adding shit like men having sex with men and gay characters is being used as some kind of tool. 
in these environments. And I don't quite know how. All of these shows, all of these black shows got gay characters in some capacity that's hardcore. And I don't know if it's supposed to be a real representation of the community because I'm sure some hardcore drug dealers out here that's gay and that'll murk your ass that people are scared of or whatever, you know. Omar but had just, a whole thing. Omar coming when that whistle started. Mm-hmm. You want to be around. <laughs> so I don't know where they, you know, I guess they just try. It's like it feel like they're trying to fit some kind of representation into a genre that don't really belong. And so it don't look right or natural. No. Or this shit really going on and we don't know what's going on. But, you know, this is exposing uh, things that people do to get results. God I don't damn. know. I don't even want to believe that's the case. But I mean, shit. That's why this life ain't for me. All of this, all of this shit is reasons why Red has never been involved in the drug game. I ain't got time for this. Like I said, the whole time I was, I didn't even watch Snowfall. I don't know how many episodes I got into Snowfall before I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. But like the kid was making dumbass. Like he really thought he could be out here selling coke and like just be like this honest, upstanding person. (laughs) And, like, nobody would fuck with him. Drug game is not... Morals ain't really part of that. <laughs> like, he he really just thought he was just gonna go sell drugs and, like, nobody was gonna bother him as long as he didn't bother them. No. Sir, that's not... You not... This ain't the life for you. <laughs> um... Oh, I, uh, anybody who watches Snowfall, God bless you. I can't do it. I can't. I had to stop. It was too much. That rape and then him just being dumb and like thinking that he's gonna be like, he was treated like he trying to become a CEO of a a, a legit company. Like, no. <laughs> people gonna rob you. People gonna try. Like, you gonna be encroaching on people's territory. They gonna get mad. Like, that shit happens, bruh. Like you. You're not tough enough for this. You had to go get somebody to be the muscle for you because you couldn't even go get your own stuff back and ended up being part of a rape. Like, I just... I wouldn't suggest it. But apparently you said it's a popular show, so I guess a lot of people like it, but I... Not even just the rape, just the show. I don't know. I think it's... I mean, I think it's a... I think it's a demand for hood black shows... As shown by when Empire came out, it was vastly popular. Then Power came out because that was vastly popular. Power became vastly popular. So Snowfall came out and it's popular. So it's like it's people are asking for this shit. Like it really, it ain't been no shows out there that done that shit well outside of the wire. And so yeah. now other shows are doing it. And I think that people are really gravitating towards that shit. People who are in that world and trying to see where they fit in the shit, and people who are outside of that world who just like the drama. And they are written very well. You know, I don't have to watch them to know that they're written very well. You don't get to season three without being a well-written show, let alone these shows again to see season five and six. Yeah. Outside of, you know, I mean, some of these shows could continue to be successful if the actors in it weren't pretending like they was getting fucking Black Lives Matter outside, you know, but it's <laughs> African niggas that you hire to do the shit. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, some of these shows are failing for shit outside of Shit that got shit to do with the show and the writing, you know, you know, but that's crazy. But you seen the blacklist before? Mm-hmm. I've seen blacklist. Uh, I've watched uh, probably the first season. Man, it just keep getting better. If you need something to watch, just keep watching that shit. 
Yeah, I watched it. Get better. Cause uh, James Spader, I like that dude, man. Just how he act and the role that they put him in and that shit. They had me thinking he was her daddy that whole first season. Well, you don't know that he's not. I feel like he's not though. You don't know that he's not. You know how I know? Because I'm fully caught up and I don't know that he's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's season seven. They they tease a lot of shit. They tease a lot of shit. It's like for a whole season you'll be like, yeah, and then a whole season you'll be like, no. And then another <laughs> season, like, maybe. And then another season, definitely. And then the next season be like, oh shit, not really. That's, <laughs> that's how they that's how they got this shit going. So you should watch it. You should watch you should keep watching it. I mean, and the way this shit unfold is really, really interesting. But I it's one of them shows where <clears throat> so I like shows where they have this overarching, you know, plot, but then they have all these little intricate, every episode has its own thing. Mm-hmm. I like shows that do that. I don't know why Alexa got fucking hype. I like shows that <laughs> do like that. shows that do that too. <laughs> oh, that's, I keep saying I like shows. And that's what she, whatever. <laughs> but, some shows lose that, like Scandal. So Scandal started off where it was like I every episode is a new political scandal to figure out, and then boom, okay, shit. And it was a good show because even if you didn't like that love story shit, you at least knew that there was going to be conflict in the show with with a person and that they was going to resolve it. Mm-hmm. That's season two. That shit stopped. It just turned into a fucking love story conspiracy plot by itself and none of that other shit. Yeah. But that's when they list <clears throat> every single episode is in regards to them finding this blacklister that needs to be found. And they always create the weirdest villains. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with Metal Gear Solid, but Metal Gear Solid always has these weird-ass villains that do some kind of weird shit or whatever. Blacklist is like that. Like, they just create these people that have these skill sets that Raymond Reddington is the only one that knows how to get, you know, help the FBI resolve this shit. And it's crazy because they don't even, the FBI don't even know these people exist until he give them a name and then send them down a pathway. But every episode is, we got to find this person. Yeah. And I like the show. So, if you want to watch something that's worth watching, watch the Blacklist, okay? (laughs) Criminal Minds is like that. I think you would like Criminal Minds, even though it's murdery, but it's a psychological component to it. That's why I think you would like Criminal Minds. Maybe, maybe I don't know. They have an overarching story with like that because it follows the FBI profilers, and so they each have stuff going on. However, every episode is them finding a serial killer. Man, I I'm really have gotten out of police shows. Like, I used to love SVU, and I'm so far behind. And now I want to catch up because they're going to do a, um, they're going to do a spinoff with, uh, what was the dude's name? Stabler. Stabler. Yeah, they're going to do a Stabler spinoff where I watch that shit. I, SVU, so I always like Criminal Intent better than SVU with, um, Michael Gorin. Yeah, Criminal Intent was more about the, uh, the investigative part. Yeah. Right. Like 
the science and the figuring out how to catch the bad yeah. guys. That's, that's why I like, like HBU because it was about the social shit. Like they was going into the motherfucking mama them house and being like, "Hey, what happened?" And then motherfuckers <laughs> tell you some lies, and then they'll go and find out that the mother, like it was the social part. Like that's what I like about HBU. I don't like that it's about special victims. Like, so I mean, I guess the content was a little bit harder to adapt yeah. to in terms <clears throat> of rape and abuse and stuff. Yeah, but like that's why I had actually it was too much. I like it because like the way that they handled it wasn't it wasn't about the police work it was about the social interaction with people and people interacting with people like i like that part of it and, and has been a long running ass show because they had that they had criminal intent they got svu they had another one that didn't run for as long maybe new york no different svus yeah. i mean not svus but law law and order. yeah uh, and then, like, old characters from the old Law & Orders be showing up in the new damn Law & Orders, and it's like, they just got a wet, like, Dick Wolf got a crazy system. But the new one, Chicago PD, I haven't watched that yet, but, like... I keep hearing about it. Me, too. It's like, I don't, I, part of me don't want to get into it, because I'm my life going to be consumed with <laughs> watching Chicago PD, because when I was in that cycle of Law & Order SVU, I was, I was on that shit. Like, it's like you... It's like when, if somebody walked by your window while you're watching it, you got to be like, help. Help me. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. It's 30, it's 300 episodes left. <laughs> I'll never get out of this shit. It's like, it's like anime, like binge watching a long ass anime. I don't know what anime that you like that I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of action anime. That's what I've pretty much been doing here, catching up with anime, basically. Because, I mean, the game... I, the game ain't as appealing as it was because I used to get on and talk shit and play with my homeboys, but now I'm five hours off from everybody. So at six o'clock for me, every, it's eleven o'clock for everybody else, and I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna get an hour in before everybody starts saying I'm getting off, I'm getting off, and whatnot. So I'm like, I ain't playing the game like I used to because of that, and um, you know, so I just been watching. I just you know, don't turn the game on, watch anime, and I done caught up with everything that I wanted to catch up with. Um, but I'm whatever. back on my ID channel shit. So, I mean, when did you ever get off of it? I mean, I'll stop and start like watching. Um, so I got Discovery Plus. So like, it's TLC, Discovery. It's a couple of different channels, and you can watch all of their shows without um commercials. And um, yeah. So sometimes I'll take a break from. Amazon delivering my package and they I have that they'll do it okay Remy they'll deliver so they have a delivery thing where they'll like if, if you have like the automated thing on your garage door they'll put it inside so can't nobody steal it yeah so they just open my garage door so he like he like the fuck oh. is going on <laughs> who the fuck in the garage because <laughs> I just heard the garage go up so that, I know that's what it is it's a bed for him I don't know why he bargained it's for him <laughs> So how do they get into your garage if So you have to um give them access. So I have these little things in my on my garage doors that are connected to my Wi-Fi. And so like I can live I let, like okay, so I was at Walmart earlier today. I didn't tell you this, but I was at Walmart. I almost did it. I almost had to tell you we was gonna have to like push back the show about 30 minutes. Went to Walmart to get my um to get some stuff that they were supposed to like bring out to my car. Mm -hmm. They never brought it out. 
Okay, I'm sitting out there. The battery in my Prius died. I have a portable battery that was in the garage. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> so I had to call my cousin to come and get it out of the garage and bring it to me. Thankfully, he lived down the street from my house, so like it wasn't that far for him to come. But uh, so like I could let him in the garage by just it's an app on my phone and I can hit the button and it'll make the garage go up. So Amazon has an app called Amazon Key. And so you can give them access to open the garage. Oh, through that I app. remember seeing that uh, that shit was about to come out. People were acting like Amazon was just going to come into your house and take all of your shit. <laughs> I mean, so the way my house is set up, my the you can go in the garage and not be able to get in the rest of the house. So you got the door to the house that's separate. And you, I got ca- a camera in my garage, so I, I watch them when they, when I know something coming, I fucking watch camera mm-hmm. so i got a camera in my garage to see what the fuck they do but um it's because it's beneficial cool. because nobody like your stuff is inside so if it rain your shit don't get rained on and you don't nobody steal it if you at work and why don't you have your portable battery in your car that's a good ass question i yeah i took that goddamn battery in your car I took it out to charge it, and I left it on the workbench in the garage, and just forgot to put it back in the car. That's really what it was. And then when I when I run it when the car went crank, I was like, oh, I got the portable battery. And then I was like, fuck, it's on the. <laughs> you charge it in the car. You can't charge it in the car. Then you got the wrong kind of portable battery. The portable battery I had was like, it was like three phones glued together. That's the size of it, and you can just plug it up. No, this is like, because it's got, so the one I got is like, it's probably about the size of what? It's like a little, um, I don't know, like a little, it's not huge, but it's got where I can pump up my tire. So it's got an air compressor on it. And it's a handheld, like it's easy to do, but it's got an air compressor on it and it has the, um, the jumper cables. So okay. like if my tire, if I get a, my tire start going down, I can um, pump it up too. With it. I got you. And That's it's like a little like the about the size of a battery. <laughs> okay. But um and so I plug it in. So like I have it sitting on the workbench in the garage plugged in with a um to to charge it with a um an extension cord. And you let it and it's supposed to stay charged for a long time, but I hadn't charged it in a while, so I was like, Oh, let me charge it and then I forgot to put it back in the car. Mm, mm, so okay. it wasn't in the car when I fucking needed it. <laughs> You need a new battery or something like what? What's the uh, problem with your part battery going dead? It's on. So the first time it went dead was because I had had that surgery and the car didn't move for a very long time. Okay, yeah. Um, and then this time I'm a dumbass. Like I was. I, well, no, I'm not gonna say I was a dumbass. I it, there. It's not supposed to take a long time for them to bring your stuff out. So I had turned the car off, but I had it on the battery. So that I could still listen to music. <laughs> you know how you the same way when you turn a regular car off and you just do the little um you turn the key the other way so that you'll have juice, but the, the car ain't running. Yeah. I that I did the equivalent of that, but it ran the battery down because it took them and I still didn't get my stuff. They couldn't find it. I was I finally just canceled the shit. Cause I was there for like an hour. <laughs> it's not supposed to take that long. Yeah. So I ran the battery down, like having it on for like an hour, not moving. Gotcha. But I didn't know I was going to be sitting there for an hour. I wouldn't have done it. 
But because um, my cousin was like, well, I could just come and jump you off. But I'm like, I'm in a parking space in Walmart. And, you know, you got to pull the car up beside the other car so that the back, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I bought this, because no matter where my car is, I can just, you know, it's handheld. I can just do what I need to do as opposed to trying to get be in a space where another car can drive up beside you and shit. That shit is too much. And sometimes you won't be in a play a position where you can do that shit. Like I was in a parking space, so he couldn't unless I could, you know, somebody moved in the parking spot beside me. Wasn't no way for him to jump me off with his car. So I needed my battery. But it will be in the car from now on. <laughs> Lesson learned. Lesson fucking learned. I don't even know how we got there. Oh, well, by Amazon. Yeah. So well, everybody, that is uh that is our banter that we usually talk about outside outside of the air. <laughs> um you got a taste of it, and that's just what it is. So I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> um if you have a car battery, put that shit in the car with put you. Put it in your car. A portable you battery, put that in the car with you. Don't leave it in the fucking garage. It don't make sense. Doesn't help um you. the blacklist is a good show if you need something to watch. Um <laughs> I guess Snowfall, I guess if it's your flavor, go for it. If not, you know, don't. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Don't. Just don't. If you don't like shows with rape, avoid those things. They're not They're Because it's they're full not of fantastic. rape. The whole premise of the show is is, is government-approved government rape. <laughs> That's the premise of the show. It's terrible. That's why I, like... Cause you know it's like a book series. It is, but so yeah. I just I just want to know that at some point women in the show are going to overtake the government or some shit. Like if that happens, then maybe I could watch it with somebody, you know. But like if all it's going to be is moderately getting over what this shit was and the show end with just trauma with everybody, even though the system ain't the way it was, I can't watch no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like my the shows I watch, it there needs to be retribution. I love yeah. shit like Equalizer and uh Taken and like I need yeah. big results from bullshit. Yeah. They need a saying? lot of results for this shit because they, they put these women through a lot. They need like to castrate all the men while they like without anesthesia or something like big need to happen because it's fucking what, terrible. What is it called when those movies end that like is, is like you don't really know what happened? Like is it like um ambiguous yeah it's an ambiguous ending like um like uh, you seen inception right yeah like inception because you don't like, know about yeah, the top yeah you don't know if the top because yeah to me it looked like the top finna fall yeah but so you don't know if you're awake or like not the top spinning forever yeah and so yeah like i i don't i need some extreme results like i yeah. need shit to be on the left or the right with my movies for me to like it like that yeah. you know not to say i, I mean i like inception but it's like I don't like not for with, a like, show. Now show yeah. too long for that. To, and like I said, I kept watching because I wanted to see that. Like I wanted to see how they was gonna fuck these people up for this terribleness. And then it just kept continuing, and it just got worse because people were lose. Like she lost some friends because they finally got tired of the shit. And when they didn't agree, they send you off to some camp or some shit. It's it is terrible. <laughs> Do not watch Handmaid's Tale. Unless you want to watch, again, if you want to watch, you know, government-approved rape, then I guess go ahead. Some people just like, uh, I mean, I know it's modern-day shit, but it's like, it's still probably akin to a period piece. 
Yeah, it is. If you watch it, like if you were to just walk in on it and somebody watching it, you would not know that it was set in modern day because they make them wear like they make them wear like old fashioned clothing. They have to wear these little hats on their head when they outside because ain't no ain't nobody supposed to look at them and all of this shit. They had these long dresses to be like if you just walked in on somebody watching it, you would think it was set in like uh, medieval times or some shit like you. And I didn't realize how many people like period pieces just because they period pieces until Bridgerton, because. Everybody keep talking about Bridgerton, and I watched every bit of Bridgerton, and that shit is boring. To I, me. Didn't, I it didn't it didn't it didn't strike my my interest you enough. It? No, I didn't watch it. I, it didn't hit my interest enough. Like hearing about it and the concept of what it was, it just sounded like a really long love movie, but in a show version, and that don't appeal to me. <laughs> it seems like a period piece where race doesn't matter doesn't really make a difference yeah but they he try like, to, it's like they try to speak on it because they know the people that's watching it is in a society where race make a difference because it's like they try it seemed like color don't matter in this place you could be whatever yeah because you know the, the most the most sought after bachelor is black and that is not how it would have been in the time frame that it's set in but every now and then they kind of have slight racial commentary, and I think it's because we watching the shit, not yeah. because at that time period it make a difference, you know. But I guess in terms of it being a, a period piece, I think people just like seeing the diversity in it because no other period pieces out here have this level of diversity, you know. Yeah. Oh um, no, no, yeah. Yeah. So, but whatever. But I watched it, and it's like it's just a weird show. But whatever. It just looked like a love movie, a love story, but like love and gossip, version. like yeah. love and love and old gossip. Nah, you know, and uh, man woman dynamics, like you know, you know the man role in the family and, and the women's role, and oh, men uh-huh. gotta court the women, the queens, and the no. like. That shit, that's weird. They don't sound appealing to me. Not but, enough. <clears throat> but anyway, um. You got anything else on your mind? No, that was the end. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.